0: No longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 294 of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, aka Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week we'll be chatting about those quite foggy small mountains. Does 30 frames really make a difference? Does PlayStation have the edge in the controller department? And the rumored PlayStation showcase in witness protection from themselves so with all that said with all that out of the way the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson how are you sir?
1: i'm doing great i, I threw you for a loop for that little intro there i did I, honestly
0: <laughs> can i get real with you for a second yeah. yeah i did not read the intro this time i just oh no, you didn't first time not even practice you Were could you tell just a it out bit.
1: loud i realized like i probably did a couple too many questions in like there it. but
0: you know what it's fine it worked no i liked it this it is, worked. this was great yeah uh, and honestly kyle uh, i just want to just give you a shout out before we begin uh, i've been working 12 hour days this whole week kyle mm-hmm. came in he did a bang up job with the notes this week oh thank you thank you the so, least i could do
1: the
2: least yeah, I can of
0: course i'm right, giving you your flowers sir so that being said if there's any like errors blame kyle don't yell at me
1: I mean, sure. If you really want to get technical with it, you put all the stories in. I just did the questions and whatnot. I mean,
2: you know. Give oh, yourself a, so a little bit
1: path. of error on your side. Yeah, maybe. Fair enough.
0: Mostly blame Kyle. Don't.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I'll take it.
0: There you go. And, of course, with us, joining us this week, all the way from IGN, Mr. Ty Guy
3: Travis. How are you, sir? McClunky. Nice to be here, guys. Mm-hmm. I like this. Uh, this podcast has, like, a theme going. Like, Joe, you look like you're dressed up like Kyle for Halloween.
1: <laughs> I yeah. love it.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I try like, this.
3: He's like, my culture is not your costume. He, you know, he's like, very offended by you. Yeah. It's like, how dare you? Yeah.
0: My Irish Good. jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So listen here, my man. I, I, I got a couple of questions from the audience to you to get mm-hmm. to know you a little bit better. Of course, you're the main review. One of the main reviewers over at IGN. You're tasked with handling apparently all the... You know, middling games, (laughs) maybe a Nerf Legends from here to there. Maybe sometimes even a Playtale Requiem, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yes, we will. But, you know, we asked the audience, hey, let's get to know Tie Guy a little bit more. Yeah. So, my tainted brain writes in. He goes, Tie Guy Travis, always wearing ties. So, what's your favorite knot? Simple, full, or half Windsor? Windsor. Or maybe clip-on?
3: Ooh, that's, that's Ooh, a that would be question. Quite, that would be quite uh, scandalous of me to wear a clip-on. Uh, no, it is not clip-on. I've never oh, worn dear. a clip-on tie. And there no goes our you breaking
1: know,
0: news. Here's, yeah. the,
3: uh, here's, here's the receipts here. I got a little all bit. Right, of... All right. Oh. Yeah. Can confirm, the... audio
1: oh. listeners. Yeah. Real tie. Yeah. But
0: real time. is it like
3: yeah. one of those zipper tires? I've it's had one when I was young. Yeah. No. It's a uh oh. full tie. Oh, okay. I keep it simple. Uh, I wear what is in America uh, the the working man's tie, which is called the four in hand. It's one of the simplest tie knots possible. I wear it because I put on my tie without even really thinking about it, right? Yeah. And so that's my default. But I know over 18 tie knots by heart. And sometimes Jeez. I'll mix them up if I'm at a fancy affair or something like that. The Windsor, uh, the full Windsor is... Uh, kind of a f- a fat knot. It's like a, a very specific look, and it. Mm-hmm. I stay away from that one unless I'm wearing the clothes for it because I have a very small frame and a fat knot on me that kind of looks ridiculous. It would um, it would make your head look it, very small. It, yeah, it would make my head look tiny. Yeah. It's also smaller than it already
0: is, guys. It's, it's, it's all yeah, it's true. It's Actually,
3: ridiculous. my head is abnormally large. People comment on is my it? forehead space. Um, huh. but I just have a big head. um The and the the full Windsor is also fun fact worn by a lot of authoritarians oh, a lot, a lot of them this makes know, a lot of sense yeah putin wears it uh, yep. you know, stalin like yep. basically all of the dictators through history wore it and for some reason obama as well i don't that one uh, doesn't really. let's fit. be clear <laughs> yeah <laughs> he wore it it looks good on him yeah. uh but yeah it's um yeah that's what that's what i wear four in hand well there you go um, and, and here's oh.
0: another one here's another one ready have you heard of this have you seen this and why mcclunky At the start of the BitCast. Now, if people don't know, you're also part of Season Gaming. They're BitCast. Some people would say you carry the show. (laughs) I would say you do.
3: (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Why McClunky? So it's kind of a, a, a hilarious hit. Maybe maybe too much of an explanation for it is, but McClunkey comes from Star Wars. Um, for those that you don't know, uh, George Lucas, for many years before he sold to Disney, became obsessed with changing Star Wars after the films were made, especially the original trilogy, especially A New Hope. Uh, and right when he sold it to Disney, we all thought, okay, well, it's out, it's outside of the hands of Lucas, so he can't just change stuff on us for no reason anymore. That's good news, right? wrong wrong uh disney released uh the original trilogy on disney plus over a year after they acquired star wars and it was the first time that we had seen the original trilogy released by disney and mm-hmm. so we weren't sure what version we were going to get are we going to get the george lucas version or are they going to pull the originals out of the vault what are we going to get it turned out we got a third version that was not made by disney It included additional changes that George Lucas made right right. before he sold it to Disney. And, uh, it had some very bizarre changes. One of which was the, uh, the Greedo versus Han Solo scene, which has already been changed by George Lucas to make Han Solo do a weird dodge and then, you know, fire back on an, an enemy that fired at him first, hashtag Han shot first. Um, they added an additional line where it does a close-up of Greedo's face and he says McClunky, which is not subtitled. Yeah. And then he shoots at Han Solo. And yeah. for those who don't know, McClunky in Hatis means this will be the end for you which basically was Greedo just saying, Hey, I'm about to kill you in case it wasn't clear that I'm the bad guy (laughs) and you have every justification to shoot me. This is me ruining Han Solo's arc where he is a bad guy who learns to have a heart of gold throughout the movies. I'm just going to ruin that right now. Uh, So I was cracking up about that. The day that it came out on Disney plus, I was one of the first people to see that version of the movie because I watched it as soon as it came out and um that day i happened to be recording an episode of fireteam chat one of ign's uh old shows that i used to be on for a number of years and uh on that show everyone has catchphrases and at that time i was pretty new to the show and i didn't have one and we were joking about mcclunky the day it happened before the show and i said i said in my mind I'm going to say McClunky as my catchphrase and see what happens. <laughs> and I said it and everyone was dying because they just were like, that's so stupid. And then it just became my thing. And now I have said McClunky so many times that if you look up McClunky, you get me as a Google search result. Oh, no, that's oh, awesome yes, way. Alongside all of the other articles that are people going, why does he say McClunky? It's super weird. You get that. And then you get me. It's like, it's very bizarre. So my name is associated with a, uh, a very sad moment in star wars history i but also
1: I love that enjoy. you start the podcast any podcast you do with a
3: a threat a, like a veiled yeah. threat <laughs> yeah,
0: Exactly.
3: this will be the end for you guys yeah it's
0: totally it's, been, totally. A run, it's totally, been, a, yeah. been a good run joe totally yeah good run good run indeed all right here's one more this one this one comes from the the green gorilla gamer he goes question for tie guy travis sup bro sup <laughs> I um, uh, have a made your acquaintance, dot, dot, dot. How old are you? Now, listen, if you're watching the video version, you think that this is not a man, it's a boy. But I can be assured, the way this man ties knots, he is at least 12 years old.
3: 13. At least 12, it's true. Yeah. 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 Um, I am actually... N- so... Ains and, and the gang are easily in their late forties, early fifties. They have to be somewhere that old. They're, they're, they're in the forties. So to yeah. them, to them, I am young because I am a millennial, uh, okay. but I'm actually not that young. I actually, I look a lot younger than I am. I'm 32 years old. Whoa. Uh, How are you I, older
0: than me? That's ridiculous. Yeah, I was, I was born in good in, jeans.
3: I was born I'm still older. In, I was born in 1989. And if you want to see me looking older than I do now, you yeah. can watch me on episodes of Fireteam Chat when I was 65 pounds heavier than I am. Because mm-hmm. I looked much older. And then when COVID started, I started jogging 15 miles a day and I lost a ton of weight. And now I look like I'm young. So people look at me and they go, Oh, he's in his mid-20s. I'm not, yeah. I'm 32 been around for a while i'm not that young so honestly uh, uh, that's
0: a great compliment because you don't yeah. look Thank like you. a yeah you
3: don't look Thank 32
0: you. at all i look like i've aged quite a bit like i'm <laughs> possibly We've 43 seen some shit. I, yeah, I, i've seen some shit
3: i mean look look at the episodes of fireteam chat you will see a different person i was i looked much older uh and and it's crazy what what uh what losing weight and uh, getting your health together can do uh, but okay. time, if i drop time, 100 pounds maybe i look 25 i'm telling you it works also I don't know I know you don't need this Joe but I think probably Kyle does Guys oh. moisturize like it's really not that hard you got to remember to moisturize keep that useful right. but I appreciate people always saying I look young it's always very flattering I'm not that young
0: well here's 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 something for you He goes apparently I make Joe and Kyle feel old either though they're not <laughs> but I was born three days after the American release of Spider-man. That what
3: is, you are very young, so you were yeah. born in the '90s, right? Or oh my god, is it early 2000s? Yeah, I want to say that movie came out like pre 9/11, so it was like yeah. know, 1999 or 2000 or something. So it was like
0: the it was like the big blockbuster right afterwards because you remember he was like you know, right before was, uh, I think. So because I, no because they have that weird oh. scene on the Brooklyn Bridge like
3: you mess with one of us you mess with all of us and that Oh you're, f- right, like, you're wrenches. right you're right you're right yeah so, yeah, yeah. yeah so this guy who's messaging this is like 18 years old or something he's like very so, young young yeah, I'm. Not, I'm not that young guy. I've been. I worked in the games industry ten years before I got to write for IGN. It is hard oh, to get in there. So anybody who is working for IGN, you can either guarantee that they're at least in their late twenties because you have to work to get a seat at the table, or yeah. they're hella, hella talented. And I'll just never understand that kind of talent. Uh, I mean, you know. I totally understand it. Yeah. That
0: said, listen, we got <laughs> a
3: lot of PlayStation stuff to talk about, and I don't want to give Travis
0: any more compliments than he deserves though. He's Green. an amazing writer and cool. go check out his work at, over at IGN. That said, we do have a little bit of housekeeping before we start the show. Uh, first and foremost, carpool gaming slash the trophy room slash save the game media extra life team. It's here. We're raising money for our good friend of the show. Miles, his, Uh, Hospital, the Strollery Children's Hospital in Edmonton, uh, Alberta, Canada. Um, So come join us. The game day is on November 5th. Uh, We'll be all streaming in Rome, New York. Throw some money our way. Every $10 $10 and up uh, gets you an entry to win a whole bunch of prizes, including the God of War Collector's Edition with Thor's hammer. That's a sound effect. So... (laughs)
3: We, we're was, a little, that the, was that the like the what is it a million dollar man sound effects <laughs> <laughs> is that what that was <laughs> i try I, listen i try my best here it's
1: either that or a sprinkler and
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know something like that uh but yeah come join us link in the description if you can't join us live there you can donate right now again every ten dollars gets you awesome stuff and you help amazing children like miles uh go through so much tumultuous things, but those, you know, every, every dollar counts. it, it brings them the medical supplies that they need. So go help out miles and, and kids like him over there. Extra life link down below. Also rate the show five stars and you're entered to, to win a digital deluxe version of uh God of war Ragnarok. Please take a pic of it, of your Spotify review. Cause Spotify, you can't just go, you know, and throw your, your name out there. and, tweet at us at PS trophy room. You're entered to win Rate us five stars over on Apple podcast, share it to us. And even though, like if you even still have entered prior, uh, you know, uh, what is it?
1: Any prior past reviews, reviews or we'll, we'll get you an entry for this one as well.
0: I'm ruining it, but you get the drift. So please toss us your five star review it really does help the show. And you can tell that I've worked a 12 hour shift today. This is great. Uh, that being said, I want to do. I want to share some amazing five-star reviews that we've already gotten, and a little bit of feedback from last week's show. So first and foremost, uh, this comes from B underscore B seventy six over on Apple Podcasts uh, in Great Britain. They go really enjoy this show. The presentators have a great rapport. You can tell that they are truly best friends. They love their job and show the love of both PlayStation and the world in general. This show has helped me go through some long night shifts and day walks while I get my baby some sleep. Ah, oh, thank oh, you so much. Thank you. And a little bit of uh feedback. Because you know, last episode, like, how do you guys like the voices? Be be honest. You know, oh, you were my asking feelings. how
1: people like the voices, or you were just being like, hey, this one guy ruined it for me this episode.
0: Yeah, this one guy ruined it for me. Please give me some type of feedback because imposter syndrome's setting it. I want to shout out the Black Harry Potter, not to be confused with the Hispanic Harry Potter, who sent me a DM. They say, keep doing the voices, bro. Me and my wife love them. They're hilarious. And you're very good at the Arthur Morgan one. Well, by God, thank you very much. Love you and Kyle. Y'all are excellent duo. Keep the voices. And honestly, I got like dozens upon dozens of DMs and messages. Thank you all for the kind words. That uh, That was very nice. All right. Last... But not leastly. Whew. It's time for our Patreon pitch. Of course, uh, if you like what we do here, the reason why we look so good, we sound so great, is because of your generosity over at Patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. I want to thank our newest uh, producers Ro- Justin Rodriguez at the Silver tier, who upgraded, and Rude Days 93 at the Bronze tier. I want to thank our Platinum producers, Todd Berwitz and Toxic. I want to thank our Gold members, Too Soon, Gavin Gaffrey, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, Metal Kirby, Stephen Flesh, Daw Simon the Pie Man, Chaotic Monkey, Enigma, The Millennial Falcon Gaming, Seth Lord 92, and Struples and Bits. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Awesome Dave, Hide Indoors, Maka Doors, Mega Marcus O'Neill, JB the Purple Monkey, Jettis Von Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Cypher Primus, Captain Logan, Brenton Zachary, K. Grimm, Rick Errington, Dewane Rocha, The Good Sir, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Drellish Foolish Fuji, Any Day Now, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, The Lord Commander Kogi, ELO2032, Bubble Boy N7, Jesse Garcia, Hambone, The Aztec King, Stone Cold E.T., Astronaut Junior, not to be mistaken with Astronaut Senior, The Green Gorilla Gamer, Katie Stubbs, M9 Prime, Sean McKenzie, N. Johnson, Final Fan, XZ, Enigma, Androzo, Ventate Tatted, N. Johnson, and Lamb Chop 93. Thank you all so much. Your generosity helps power the show. It keeps us looking good and makes us sounding great. All that good stuff. So if we ever got you through a long car ride, tough day at work, it's your generosity that powers the show. So thank you all so very much. Kyle, it is uh, finally time to square up the news.
1: First bit of news that needs to be squared up is from Matt Kim over at IGN. Uh, Matt writes, Silent Hill Transmission, everything announced from today's big showcase. Uh, So here is what was unveiled. It started off with the Silent Hill 2 remake. Wait, that started it off? That was the first one that that started. Yes.
0: Okay. So real talk. Before we get into this. Yeah. Right. I did not watch the showcase. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to just preface that. Did any of you guys watch it as well, or you just watch? Highlands? I did. No, watched I, it? I watched it. Yeah, it was good. Okay, great. This is weird because to me, uh, let's go step by step here. Let's dis- uh-huh. dissect it. To me, you would want to like save the possibly biggest reveal for last. It seems like it's pretty. Well, big. it
3: is a remake. Yeah, So I would say probably uh, old oldie but a goodie goes first. You know? Okay, all right. That Would be my suggestion. Then and, take it away, and, Yeah,
1: yeah and, and I think it was a long rumored thing as well. Um, so as rumored, uh, Bluebird Team is developing a full remake of Silent Hill 2 with the help of original Team Silent artists Masahiro Ito and composer Akira Yamaoka. The remake was announced for PlayStation 5. The remake will retell the story of James Sunderland, who is looking for his dead wife, who sent him a mysterious letter from the town of Silent Hill. Konami and Bluebird are promising a fully reworked game using new technology and delivered in. 4k
0: all right so <laughs> i know that there's like a, a couple of big takeaways from this remake um first and foremost how did you guys like this trailer i
1: i have no prior history with the second game at all okay like i played the demo of the first game uh, and rented it a couple of times for blockbuster and it's too big of a baby to get too far into it um so i i just kind of gave up on the whole franchise uh, so I have no history. I know just how beloved this game is, and I feel like a lot of people that I I look up to in the industry that talk about this game always talk about how great it is, one of the best horror games ever made. So mm-hmm. a remake, I think, will do well for it.
0: So Travis, where where are you here? Like, are you a Silent Hill fan? Or are you a Stan? Yeah. Or I just play, like a I played like all the
3: Silent Hills that I know of, and I okay. definitely played two back in the day, but I was. Uh, at least a teenager when that game came out. I mean, it was a, a long time ago, and uh, I uh, I'm watching the trailer. I was like, wow, I guess I don't remember this game that well, because I don't remember any of this. So I'm actually pretty excited to, uh, to play it. It'll be kind of a new experience, which to be fair is the same way I felt about the resident evil 2 remake. I saw that when it was announced and I was kind of like, oh, I don't really remember this game that well. And then when I played it, I was like, okay, cool. That was fun. Kind of a new experience. But as stuff was unraveling, I was kind of going, oh yeah, I do remember this, the weird museum police station. That's kind of weird. I remember that. Uh, (laughs) stuff like that so um yeah i i think uh i'm, I'm excited for it man I'm, i'll play this yeah. one for sure weird that so, it's a playstation exclusive because i don't i don't know if maybe two was but yeah that kind of that two kind of is
1: struggling. playstation 2 I
3: playstation think 2 yeah. Yeah. yeah well was it on a- xbox platforms or no i think i, I, I played it on playstation know. but i can't remember yeah. where it's on
0: i don't i do believe it was a playstation exclusive if memory serves correct but i know yeah, i think you're right check i
3: think you're right yeah
0: that said, I'm it I'm did, not a it, it
1: says it did come to Xbox
0: eventually. Okay, oh, there you go. Actually. Yeah.
3: So for me Maybe this one will too, who knows. It's hard to say. say.
0: <laughs> at least 12 months cuz that's yeah. the that that's the exclusive window at least for PlayStation. For me, I'm not a big Silent Hill fan, so like most of this showcase doesn't do not to say anything for me, but it, you know, it it doesn't spark anything in me or any type of like real excitement. Um, just because I'm just such a newcomer to the series. I know that two is probably the most beloved of all the games in the franchise uh, to most fans. So I'm interested seeing this trailer. uh, It does strike me. It gives me a lot of the Resident Evil, you know, two vibes as well. Like, this is the style of remake they're going for. You you can see that these, these people had a mission. It was let's get to, Resident evil to remake. And that's exactly what they're going for. So like, I'm in game looks creepy. Um, but I'm, I'm not a diehard fan. I'd be, I'd be lying if I was, but we're saying I was, but, uh, Bloober, they have a pedigree and they're also a studio. That's kind of outside my purview, at least in the horror genre. A lot of people are like these, a lot of people feel like Bloober's not up to the task, that their games don't hit that level outside of Layers of Fear to warrant them handling such a beloved IP. I wanted to throw this over to you, Travis. Uh, your
3: experience with Bluebird, do you think that they are up to this task as it were to, to remake this, this sequel? Um, I think so. I, I actually think that their team has a lot of talent, but I also say that as somebody who uh, quite liked Layers of Fear, at least some of its concepts, and thought Layers of Fear 2 was a, was a pretty interesting kind of sequel um but i i'm wondering what is the deal what do they have a budget what's their deal with the people that own the uh the uh ip um i kind of just have a lot of questions like that because um i i could see that i could see their team working with a larger budget being able to take on something like this and i'm always a big fan of giving smaller studios a chance because uh i think bigger studios kind of lose the uh the will to reinvent and, and take risks i really like studios that can take risks and the bigger you get the less you can do that um so I, I think it could be a a good fit but i can understand why people who view silent hill 2 as a sacred cow don't want that to happen they don't want to take a risk but yeah. to those people i would just say you can still play the old version of silent hill 2 this is something different if you don't like it you've lost nothing you know what i mean you can still go play to the old version to twitter travis so <laughs> i mean i i mean i do all the time which is why i have practically no followers um so i yeah i have no problem telling people they yeah. don't want to hear that's my job as a critic um but yeah i, I i'm excited for it I, I i give it a chance the worst thing that can happen is that it's not that good of a remake and then you just go back and play the old one so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they're giving it to a team that is maybe going to take more risks if the uh, rights holders let them that's a big question that's that's actually
0: yeah this is why I, I wanted to have you on so so bad because your perspective is just it's always so nuanced which i i, I love yeah. uh kyle i'll go mm-hmm. over to you here you're a new a newbie when it comes to horror yeah right like you just got into horror games yeah. yeah yeah like you just got into resident evil what mm-hmm. was it this year or last year it was during the pandemic Ooh-wee.
3: so it's <laughs> a good time to do it
0: absolutely yeah <laughs> Uh, deadly disease. Yeah, I want to yeah, play a game about exactly. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> bioweapon. All right. <laughs> Kyle, mm-hmm. what? are you, are you willing to give this a, a shake? I know you don't know the pedigree of Blue Bear, but given how Resident Evil kind of sucked you in, I assume that you're, you're hyped for this game.
1: Yeah. I'm excited to give it a chance, uh, somewhere to my feelings with the RE2 remake. I know that was a beloved game for a lot of people and same thing with this one. So I want to check it out. I want to know the history of like, even as a non silent Hill fan, I would love to see the origin of pyramid head. I think, I don't think he was in the first game. I think he was a, a, a Silent Hill two yeah. character. This where he, he showed up first. So I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. I think Bloomberg is going to do a good job with it because of, from this showcase, I think there were if I remember the subtitles correctly, the um Bluebird is such a huge fan of yeah. Silent Hill two and a lot of they were Konami were were talking about how like a lot of teams came to them asking to work on a Silent Hill two remake. And Blueber stood above all rest all the rest because they love this game. They have a yeah. passion for it. So any any team anybody that has a passion for something that wants to do right by it i'm going to believe that they're going to do a great job with it yeah i mean the medium was also such a heavily inspired ip from uh uh absolutely and i think they also mentioned that they're working like pretty closely with the original silent hill people yeah so a lot of that teams
0: for for me i come at it through kind of both of your guys perspective a working with uh with the original crew as like you know advisors too that that gives me hope that yeah they're going to take some risks but it's also going to be not with the approval but the advice of the people that made it before or made it special right and then travis what you said as well bloopers is a, is a studio that say what you will about their writing and maybe even technical prowess but i think that a lot of that is tied into the budget that they have for these games, and I'm assuming if Sony and Konami is are fitting the bill for this game to be made, that it is going to have quite a budget, and that they are able to you know kind of polish it out, make it something special, and kind of show what Blue or why Blueber was given this opportunity in the first place i I think social media and especially twitter when we air out our grievances about certain projects or certain things we often look at it through such a i don't know pessimistic lens it's myopic at least yeah yeah it's Mm -hmm. like well this 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 team didn't didn't I don't know handle Blair Witch the way I wanted him to, so they can never touch anything ever again. And yeah, when it comes to like handling the sacred cow, Travis, you're right. If this game ends up being just a, eh, you know, remake, it's a an, eh, remake, and you get that, you know, the the quote unquote true experience over on probably PlayStation Now or whatever arcade experience you get on on Xbox. So for me, I'm I'm excited. I think they're going to be finally given the budget to show the world why they are who they are you know so uh, i'm on board with this man you can also tell
3: i i think the the aside from playing their games the way you can tell that they've got talent is every single game that they play or that they make uh somebody invests in them, you know, mm-hmm. whether it, whether it's, uh, you know, Microsoft saying, oh, Game Pass first. Remember that whole thing with their, yeah, their yeah. last game? And it was like, that was the big thing. They obviously footed the bill for that. And that tells me two things. One, when teams see their game and meet their team, they have faith enough in them to invest. And two, that they need investors because they wouldn't probably be doing any of these exclusive deals and Game Pass kind of, uh, you know, deals unless they actually needed it. So I think they are ripe to get like a shot and I, I, I'm, you know, rooting for them as we all should be, yeah. I think. Yeah. And and I think there was like rumors of them turning down an acquisition,
0: you know, wanting them to themselves to remain, you know, independent is also something that we should, we should be championing as well. They, they're like, no, we, we want to do this ourselves. You know, we oh, yeah. want to climb the ranks up the way we want to, not to be dictated by whoever. You hear that um, bungee? Yeah, you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you traders, I'm only kidding. I love you. Um, but like that's that's really awesome to, to see as well. Or them just going, no, 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 no. We're gonna be we're gonna be prime for a bigger acquisition after we're done showing people what we can do with a, a silent hill, like akin to a, a blue point with demon souls. So for me, I like what I saw here. I like the trailer, it freaked me out towards the end, and so I was just like, okay, it's creeping yeah. me out. I think that's what this game's supposed to do. So I'm in.
1: Also don't forget they're making Laser Fear Three as well. That's right. So they yeah. they got a lot of good horror stuff coming. Yeah.
0: Kyle, what's this next one here? Silent Hill
1: Townfall, which is a new spin off developed by No Code Studios, who made Stories Untold and Observation. Um and no Publisher code, and a,
3: what was that? With no code, apparently. They didn't. They didn't write any code for those games. That's right. They're just, yeah. they willed it into existence. Yeah. I see what you tried to do. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: publisher and permanent Interactive. This new project will be a unique take on the Silent Hill franchise from a highly decorated AA developer.
0: Uh, in truth, I did not see this. I was actually, when I was trying to go through the highlights, I didn't see Townfall at all. And uh, so I, I, I know that this was rumored for uh, quite a bit. And so I was kind of surprised. So me not... Having seen this trailer, Kyle, you're a huge Ish. Annapurna slut. I could say whoa, that. Whoa. Yeah, no, you're like, Annapurna. true. <laughs> let me take my top off. Um, should I beeped it out? I don't know. Okay. I worked 12 hours. It's been a day. Uh, are you sold on this? Because you love the indies. You love a good I love Annapurna. a good
1: indie. Um, yeah, I do like what Annapurna does. Um I'm intrigued by it. It gives me Firewatch vibes because everything the trailer was very much through like a old FM radio kind of thing. Ooh, okay. And, and transmission. So I don't know if it's going to be like a. I don't think there's going to be any like combat in it. It might just be like a like a spooky narrative based the, kind of thing.
3: So the team No Code, the last games they made were Observation, yeah, and the story's stories untold. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So those, I think. I know observation didn't have any. gameplay, but not combat. So. Sure. It was the one with the chicken, right? I know Space observation wasn't that also a Space. horror game? If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Mm-hmm. Space
0: one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where you're where you're watching like recordings of oh, this that's right, horrible yeah, yeah. incident that that has happened at this station, and you're yep. trying to piece it together. I was Thank thinking you.
1: observer, which is a different one. Observer
3: yeah. is not this game. Yeah, I yes. also no, thought no, about no. that for a second. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, uh, I, I think, yeah, I, th- I think. Um, I also like Annapurna, so yeah. like okay. Them. They do weird uh, things. I like studios that do weird things. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I and I feel like, really, the thing that sells me here is Annapurna, knowing that they are gonna do something that is just s- strange with an IP that's also
3: very strange. Very strange, true. Yeah, true.
0: So I like this. I I already sense that there's a lot a lot of scope that they're going with. They're going big remake AAA experience to like this double A maybe more indie level thing. Mm -hmm. actually that
3: that really excites me i've even seen the trailer i'm like annapurna sold annapurna yeah Yeah. annapurna weird world i don't think that they've done a lot of licensed stuff which is pretty interesting for me that's right technically a licensed deal so Mm -hmm. interesting
0: all right kyle let's let's talk about this next one here this This one i saw this, this one, one I saw.
1: ended uh, the showcase, okay. uh, Silent Hill F. Uh, another new spin-off announced as Silent Hill F. Set in 1960s Japan, this narrative-driven spin-off will be written by acclaimed Japanese writer Ryu Kishi 07, who created visual novels like Higurashi and Yumineko, I think is how you say it. No, the okay. spinoff will juxtapose a beautiful and terrifying world and focus on the psychological supernatural
0: mysteries of Silent Hill. Okay, this i saw <laughs> and this honestly i'm incredibly intrigued it gives me for some reason midsummer vibes especially towards Ooh. the end um there's a lot of like just this girl running through this creepy looking just abandoned hallway where there's vines I, and things that, growing out of that it. that
1: part though i laughed at because oh, really? the that character right she's walking very slowly Yeah, and then all of a sudden she gets grabbed. Then she decides to run. I mean, what?
0: I mean, what happens? (laughs) Just run from the get go. I don't know. I mean, what? I listen. If I'm just walking through the woods, I get grabbed. I'm. No, I agree. I'm
1: booking it, Kyle. (laughs) She was walking up a staircase with those things coming out. And then it, touch, it touches her and then she sprints? I don't know. I'd be running the whole time. All right, fair
0: enough. Yeah.
3: Travis, would you be running the whole time or you want to be skulking, <laughs> chucking it out? <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think I would run. Um, I, it, my If I saw something that seemed su- supernatural, my first instinct would not be to assume that I've discovered ghosts or the undead or anything. It would be to assume that I am going insane. And so mm-hmm. I would need right. to investigate to know, okay, what's wrong with me? uh and so uh yeah i would probably run right toward the fight and then maybe get to the conclusion a little sooner
1: you're way braver than i am
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm booking in the opposite direction
3: i'm just way more confident that the supernatural isn't a real thing so i would be like all right well if if that exists you know i i'm then i'm i've lost it it's my brain is the problem right
0: well like if i get grabbed by a vine i'm like this i'm fighting like an evil, evil plant. Like there's something gone awry, and I'm booking. It's not even like supernatural. It's just like, like I mean, I, I'm, I'm, right there with you. I don't moving? believe in specters or oh, ghouls no. or goblins. But if I get touched by something I shouldn't be, like a vine, I'm booking it. I don't, I don't want to find out. All right, I, I do not want. I, I, and I will go see a therapist or a psychologist after the fact. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm always about living. <laughs> staying alive and if I a sense of danger I'm out but <laughs> that aside this trailer had me unsettled um and towards the very end again like that it gave me that that the the ending of midsummer right in front of me I was just like uh uh-uh. uh no, no I don't like this but yeah. in the best way so it's I was great totally imagery, sold on this for sure
3: yeah Travis, what what about you man were you sold on this trailer or are you still yeah, no, so you, you asked at the beginning why they would open up with Resident Evil 2 remake, and I think that this is the answer. Um, you obviously mm-hmm. you don't you put your second best thing first and you put your first best thing last, and I think this was the best thing that they showed. Um yeah. so yeah, I, I'm super excited for this. Brand new thing. I think the setting is super weird. I've seen too much of Japan recently, but it's okay. It's nineteen sixties, it's at least right. a little bit of a weirder period. Um and, and I'm I'm interested in it. So yeah, I, I think this was there's a reason that they showed this last. looks yeah. great. What do you think this game's going to look like, Travis?
0: I have no idea. No, right? It's one, the... it's one of those purely CGI, get you hyped on the theme of this game, but show nothing I,
1: else. I at first didn't think it was even a game. I thought it was just like a short they made yeah. to celebrate Silent Hill at the end.
3: I think um, I would have to guess that if it's a named uh, Silent Hill game that's going to have something in common, maybe you know third person or first person kind of exploration game horror maybe maybe something similar to uh the game that was promised pt rip oh who knows Yeah, you know, something like that who knows I, I guarantee there's a question about pt as we get as we get
0: <laughs> later on in this show for sure because i'd love to dive into that but for me i actually i i am thinking um outlast at least with one of these games mm. that I'm getting Outlast vibes. Um, maybe that's the Annapurna joint, but like this one where it's just, I'm running. There's no gunning. I think I'm I'm running for my life here. <laughs> Kyle, what say you? You're looking at this game first. Are you interested, intrigued? And what do you think this um, game's going to be?
1: Intrigued for sure. Uh, but I, I have a feeling it might be more in line with the writers past things with visual novels and whatnot. Okay. I I think it's it, you're you're going to go along for for the ride and not you know, I don't think you're going to be battling anything supernatural again like combat wise. Fair. I think I think it might just be like a uh you know, mess with your brain as you sit back and experience the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: we got two more here on the list, Kyle.
1: Yes, we do. Silent Hill Ascension, uh, potentially the most unique announcement from the transmission. Konami announced Silent Hill Ascension, an immersive project where participants around the world will control the characters in a new Silent Hill story. Basically, a Let's Play Pokemon version of a new Silent Hill story that will be live on multiple platforms. Silent Hill Ascension is a collaboration between Genvid Entertainment, Bad Robot Games, Behavior Interactive, and DJ2 Entertainment
0: intriguing but i saw nothing out of that trailer that like i I think this little boilerplate actually has me more excited than what i saw in that trailer
3: yeah i think they did a bad job showcasing this but the idea of like a you know, one of those movie theaters where everybody's screaming at the TV. Yeah, them. I like that as an idea for a game, and it seems kind of like what it is. So I'm yeah. Don't go in there, and then you can vote to not go in there. It's like like awkward.
0: a Jackbox Party Pack of murder. Yeah, that sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh,
3: so I'm super <laughs> down
0: for that.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm into this as well. It reminds me of a uh, an indie game coming out in a pro- hopefully early next year called Ghost. Mm. Um, Jed Shepard, writer of the horror movie *Host*, is doing one where you are like in the production booth of a. All of his like stuff a, rhymes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, you are in like a production booth uh, where you are. You have to do use the cameras for a ghost hunting show, mm. and like it, you can only play the game at like ten p.m. at night. That's the only time you can access it, and it's real time. It's it's the actors, it's FMV stuff, so it reminds me a lot like that. And that's intriguing to me. Cause I think that works very well with like horror stuff.
0: Hmm. Hmm. So f- for me, again, I think the boilerplate has me more excited. Cause the way that you guys are describing it to me, um, where it's just like, yeah, it's like me and a group of my friends, like having that party moment of like, don't go in that room and we choose not to, and then something awful happens because of it. That that ha- that has me excited.
1: It's like a, a supermassive, like until dawn, when you yes. play to play with Twitch chat or something like yeah,
0: that. Yeah, yeah, I, I think this. It'll probably be like Twitch enabled. One would assume. Oh yeah, yeah, I would imagine. Okay, the last one, Kyle.
1: <laughs> the we, last one. Yeah, You
0: can't have a video game showcase without. An announcement of a movie attached. So take it away.
1: Return to Silent Hill. Christopher Gaines, uh, the director of the first Silent Hill movie, is making a third movie in the series with Return to Silent Hill. Details are being kept under wraps for now, but Konami is promising more information about the project at a later date. Mm. Rad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I just love how they went back to the, the original director. Like a what
0: travis you have a 16 years later or whatever it was yeah you, you have a you have a a questionable look on you
3: a, a shit grin i think it's called smile. yeah yeah uh, grin. Uh, what's that all about <laughs> this stuff yeah. just annoys it just bothers me i <laughs> movies i only have one thing to say to you movies okay you, you're boring oh that's all i have to say i i don't know i i think it doesn't really it it feels to me like it cheapens an industry that i feel is elevated uh, beyond movies and is a Mm -hmm. better medium and so this sort of stuff i'm always just like all right fine for the people who want that it's okay but i just to me it's like "Eh, i don't care yeah for me i don't have the love for silent hill or the nostalgia
0: or even the knowledge of the first i didn't know there was more than one silent hill movie i'll be honest so for me it's I like, was shocked
1: for... that they kept talking about how good the first, the, the original movie was. I don't remember it being that great.
0: <laughs> That's always a great side. Yeah. <laughs> that said, Matthew Kennedy writes in, hey, gentlemen, I've, I was never a huge Silent Hill fan. Resident Evil, in my opinion, dominated the survival horror scene. And the last Silent Hill game, I believe, was Book of Memories, on the, and it was a Vita exclusive, which mm-hmm. I don't even recall if I played or not. But Then came PT. See, I knew it. I knew someone's going to write in about this. Anyway, PT, the demo for Silent Hills was the revival of the series that the series desperately needed. And then someone basically flipped the Switch. PS5s are jailbroken for this demo. Could we see that Switch flipped back uh, in the Silent Hill showcase? Oh, we didn't. Oh, no. Are you guys Silent Hill fans? Eh, We just answered that. Sorry, Matthew Kennedy. That's my fault. Uh, And. Just please, please God, don't let it be another pachinko machine. First so, off, so we're good. None of that. None of that. No, no pachinko machines. Are we? What What are we feeling here on on the lack of? I guess a game similar or akin to sure. PT. Sure. Well,
1: like, are we going to be in a future where they are going to flip that switch again, and are we going to have access to PT, or it's probably gone forever?
3: Gone forever. I mean, yeah, it's gone forever. But I, I would be shocked if at least one of these Silent Hill games wasn't very clearly like nodding toward PT in terms of his play style because that was one of the most popular things to come out yeah. on the current generation of consoles. And it didn't even come out really. It was just a yeah. demo. Uh, so I, I would be shocked if, if this didn't have some sort of... I mean, PT was so Agreed. popular, Resident Evil kind of changed its whole... Yeah. <laughs> ...games to be more like PT. So mm-hmm. I just... Uh, yeah I I would be shocked so
0: I got a question for you Travis do you think Konami's kicking themselves at this point uh for the lack of like that Kojima project or do you think that they're just so disconnected and and jaded they don't care
3: I think that I don't know if it's dis if it's jaded but it's certainly Mm -hmm. uh video games are not how they make their money anymore and uh (laughs) Kojima is a big personality from what I know of of working the people who've worked with them and He's also a big bet. You have to put a lot of money in his projects for a lot of years in the hopes that he's just a genius that you don't understand who can just create, you know, an alchemist's miracle. (laughs) And he does almost always. I mean, I didn't really like Death Stranding, but that's just Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, (laughs) Slow the roll. I mean, it's basically just an expensive monster ad. Um, But I, uh, yeah, I. A great monster ad, damn it. (laughs) Is it? Drink Monster, yeah. you too can, you know, starve in the waste. You can weaponize the, your pee. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can weaponize your Who doesn't um, want to do that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Uh, but I, I think that for a lot of reasons, it probably wasn't a fit. Konami is not really in a, a, an adverse, uh, uh, right. is not a, a, a company that embraces risk, which you sort of have to do if you if you work in a creative space. Yeah. And I think so now they're, what they're doing is they're using all of their IPs that they now have, Uh, market power and that they can make money off of. And they're taking small bets by making smaller games. A lot of indie indie studios making their games. They're not building the infrastructure to make these games themselves. They're not building them internally. A lot of them are outsourced and that sort of thing. And I think um, if you want to make something ambitious, if you want to make something that changes the industry, you have to take really big risks. And I think Konami is no longer a company that wants to do that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. As they enter back into the video game space, I think seeing the slew of Silent Hill announcements kind of shows you that they are getting back into the space, but I don't know how... I, I think they're 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 taking safe bets, if that makes any sense, as they enter back into the industry, rather than going, okay, so here's this, you know, really ambitious, crazy thing that we've we we, we thought of. Um, you know, I think you see that with them going to go with a remake to start off of a beloved title. You know, seeing them go with a double A, you know, indie like experience and who knows what that, you know, bad robot production, I think probably is one of the riskiest, uh, you know, productions. But out of that, I'm like, yeah, I could see them kind of, not to say dipping their toe in, but dipping their foot in to see if they still have it, if that makes any sense. Uh, oh. Kyle, what say you? And actually, I'll change the question a little bit. Are we surprised that we haven't gotten that true PT? Uh, game. Like, we haven't seen someone tap Kojima and go, listen, Death Stranding? Okay, we get it. But, like, what were you doing with PT? Can we bring Guermo back in? But, like, for real this time. Not just his his digital body, but his voice and his Mm -hmm. mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I don't know if we'll ever get the Kojima PT game, ever. Or a a, a, a thing of that... Caliber? Yeah, that genre. I, I think Kojima will will obviously use that tech and that storytelling devices, but I don't know if it's going to be like a uh, one-to-one PT sequel, quote-unquote, or successor, yeah. All
0: right. Well, then, last question for Silent Hill. This comes from Awesome Dave. They write in, it's been a while since I dropped it. Oh, come on. See, why can't someone give us two stars because of the the, the language that Awesome Dave drops?
1: they love... When you read these words,
0: I dropped a banger of a sweet num num of a question. <sighs> Come on. You can't just, it's, it's lazy at that point. It's its lazy. Uh, do you think we are in a horror game Renaissance with Callisto protocol, dead space, silent Hill? It would seem like we are. And are there any other franchises that you would love to see return into this golden age? Honestly, I don't know because I am also such a noob to, The horror genre in games like i still consider myself fresh in it so like for me i'm just happy that i have callisto i'm happy that i have dead space
3: and everything else is just a bonus uh what what about you travis i think we live in a golden age of games in general and i think that people who perceive the golden age as being horror games that's simply because they're not used to seeing as many but if you actually look at how many games are new it's not that many we i mean resident evil still making new games that's great callisto protocol is new but uh we are are seeing a lot of remakes dead space is a remake it's not really a new fresh kind of horror take uh the silent hills with the exception of the the other games that they announced that we haven't really seen much of we know that we're getting a lot of remakes so i would say just in general we get a lot of games now and that's awesome and if you're a horror fan you probably have more options now than you ever have um but i don't know if it is unique to the horror genre. I just think there's lots of games out there as for the second part of the question. What uh, ones would I like to see come back? My answer is, and always has been condemned. I would love Ooh. to see Condemned come back. However, yes. condemned was acquired when that company went out of business by a individual who has posted on Twitter several times that he owns the rights to condemned and he's <laughs> asked people what he should do with that. And I have no idea if that person will ever uh let that franchise see the light of day when companies go out of business they have uh yard sales for the ips and yeah. sometimes they end up in really weird people's hands and in this case it's like it's the just, guy that now owns the radio guy. shack
0: handle yeah it's just yeah. some
3: guy owns condemned and it's really weird uh oh, so wow. it will probably not be that i also really like the evil within um and would like yes. to see that to get a third one as well i reviewed the second one and i really i really came away impressed by it What's say you cost
1: uh, again, yeah, I'm new to the whole horror game genre, so I, I can't think of any franchises off the top of my head. I went back, but like uh, just keep going with like new interesting things within these IP. Like I want to see Resident Evil get weird again. Uh, I, 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 I I want the Baker uh, residence from RE7 without all that end stuff. <laughs> like let me just stay in the Baker mansion. Um I, like, that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it, that, that's what I'm
3: looking forward to. Did you like Village?
1: Eh, not really. There were parts. Like, I love the dollhouse uh, the biome.
3: Yeah. The so, I did, a, I did the... a preview for IGN on um, the new DLC they're coming out with, which is oh, okay. the Winters expansion. where yep. you play mm-hmm. Ethan Winters' daughter as a teenager. Yeah. Um, and that has a very much, like you're in one building, at least the part that I played, you're in one building and you're solving puzzles and you're running away from things and that sort of thing. So Sweet. maybe that'd be more your speed. I'm
1: um, excited to try a village out in that third person mode.
3: Yeah, I, think I will say the third too. person mode felt very organic. In fact, it wasn't until like five minutes in that I remembered village wasn't in third person. Oh, like, that's great. I was, I was like, Oh, right. This is actually <laughs> totally new. I t- <laughs> kind of forgot about that. So it's cool. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, for me, I'm just surprised that
0: you know we have Callisto Protocol in our fantasy league. Sean Capri doesn't, and he will lose. And that's the only thing that I take away from this entire question. You because guys do fantasy, must...
3: fantasy football, where basically you you draft games and then you get points based on their Metacritic rating. Yep,
0: yep. Open Critic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Open. Yeah, critic. yeah, we have. Yeah, so you got to do Open Critic. Yeah, get get this get get this now. Yeah. We have Bayonetta three. And we have of War Ragnarok. Oh, they have Plaguelight and Plague Tale. Mm-hmm. The, and Our our opponents do not have any of those things. What do they have though? Because they probably we have like Final Fantasy, the um Crisis Core, Crisis Core,
3: and then something else. I forget. They have they,
1: Midnight Suns.
3: Oh, Midnight Suns. There I bet you you go. Midnight Suns will be a nine. Will be like a you think high, so high 80s low 90s yeah because the thing is that game looks terrible and the reason it looks terrible is because the studio that's promoting it has no idea what game they're having made on their behalf <laughs> but the developers that are making the game are incredibly talented and have yes. never made a yes. bad game and yes, so i they think are. that they're making a great game that the studio doesn't know how to promote it's which is very clear if you look at any of the trailers which all convince you that the game is a action third person adventure yeah. game and it is definitely not that it and is so, definitely XCOM with yeah cards. it is definitely yeah. XCOM with recognizable characters but I don't <laughs> think that the publisher that's creating those ads knows that and so it's uh it's I think it's gonna be one of those ones where nobody is expecting it and then it comes out and they're like, oh damn. Honestly hey, that that's
0: the only one in their whole fantasy league at this point that we're nervous about. What and about their Mario only... Plus Rabbids? Well Thinking they have how? Mario plus rabbits but okay, then with, that's... even with mario yeah. plus rabbits they're only four points ahead of us yeah uh, i th- I think it's going to be closer than you think i th- no, I think it's going to be pretty close yeah. but i think we're going to edge them out okay all right. I, th- I don't think they have a goddamn chance to be honest <laughs> we'll see all right we'll see we'll see look at look at sean at least travis is in your corner kyle it's time though to get into some rumors speculation and things that are probably untrue take it away good sir. <laughs>
1: Uh, Ryan Saeed from IGN writes Sony PlayStation showcase 2022 delayed likely due to ongoing Microsoft Activision investigation a report. Uh, Sony's PlayStation Showcase this year will reportedly be delayed because of the ongoing CMA investigation regarding Microsoft's acquisition of Activision. The event is supposedly delayed because Sony believes it may strengthen Microsoft's arguments to the regulators. According to known industry insider Millie A, the event was set to showcase exclusive titles and first-party IPs. Sony was reportedly set to announce the showcase on October 11th with the event taking place on October 20th. A Silent Hill reveal an announcement about Hideo Kojima's upcoming project were also part of the showcase however it seems like the event will not p- take place this month instead it has been delayed to a later date quote the ongoing cma investigation for microsoft acquisition of activision blizzard has indeed delayed any showcase plans for sony millier wrote on twitter exclusive titles and first party ip were locked in sony believes a showcase will add weight to microsoft arguments Soundhill and kojima's who am i reveal were a part of the show The initial announcement of the showcase was scheduled for October 11th, with the showcase taking place on October 20th. Sony holding firm for now, end quote, the insider reported. Addressing the PlayStation showcase rumors, Tom Henderson, who is another reputable insider, said that he doesn't think any insider or journalist has any idea when the event is actually happening. All the rumors floating around about when the event will be held are predictions based on previous iterations of the event, other upcoming events, and embargo dates. He added that it makes sense to hold the event about the end of the year, what with all the upcoming releases and the PSVR2 launch.
0: Okay. Everyone, be patient. (laughs) Uh, We realize you're hungry. I'm starving. I get it. (laughs) But it's kind of like, you know, when you're on that road trip and you really want that one thing, like it's a Cracker Barrel. You've never (laughs) been to Cracker Barrel. You know that there's some in Georgia. You're on the state goddamn line just don't go for the hardies wait for the cracker barrel exit it's probably just two exits away <laughs> just relax stay calm everything's gonna be okay mm-hmm. the one thing that i don't know about you travis but what i hear according to known industry insider that line to me is just like and eh, this is probably fake yeah i've Do, never heard of millier before is it Allier's cousin who knows Hmm? chavis what do you what do you what do you uh, make of, of of insiders claims and all that stuff
3: well i had i've had the good fortune of working alongside a lot of really tenured and honest and uh thorough uh reporters like matt kim uh, shout out to him who wrote the last article you guys were quoting mm-hmm. um he's a great friend uh he, and a great you know, writer and a great writer a great investigator He he's got sure he's got real, real journalism chops. I, for those who don't know, I don't call myself a games journalist. I call myself a critic. I don't do the hard work of journalism. And so I, I would never describe myself as such. Um, but I really respect the people who do. And so when I read an article, uh, like that, that seems like it's been investigated and has sources and that sort of thing, I tend to believe it. This is of course a rumor and it's labeled as such. And so if you have any internet, uh, literacy you'll know that <laughs> which you...
0: we've been learning a lot about the past <laughs> yes, few yes
3: exactly uh you will know that you should uh you should uh, probably take it with a grain of salt which is why it's marked as rumor yeah so you know i i give it not zero credence this sounds like something maybe that would happen i am sad that it's happening if it's true because i think that once you start uh doing political positioning and posturing uh f- for the sake of helping your company at the expense of the customers that you exist to serve. I think mm-hmm. that you probably have a problem with the way you're running your business, but um, I will give Sony the benefit of the doubt. I think they're a good company who generally speaking knows what they're doing. And uh, I will choose to believe that either this isn't true or it is true. And they have a uh, reason to believe that uh, what they're saying is, in the best interest of their customers, not just in the best interest of them, which is how it certainly comes off too. And I think
0: you danced around the, the first question rather well, so I'll just put it in here. Who, Jedi Master Unrights? Do you believe the rumors that PlayStation is canceling their showcase due to the battle between Microsoft acquiring Activision? If so, it seems like a huge misstep on their part to let an outside entity affect what they're doing and how they're promoting their games to their own audience. Uh, That's very
3: well put. I would say, uh, yes, I believe it. I think that this is something that absolutely would happen. Uh, I believe, giving them benefit out. I hope it's not, I'm not going to say damn you Sony based on a rumor, yeah. but I would say me personally, I think it's probably something they're doing. And to uh, that uh, person's point uh, that commenters point, uh, if you are acting only in response to the things that other people are doing, you're already losing. Uh, that's not how companies should run. They should stand for something and they should make decisions based off of their beliefs rather than in response to what other people are doing. I also think it's a pretty disingenuous argument they're making in general about the acquisition and how much it would hurt their business since they are the market leader by a lot. And, uh, and, and some of the stuff they're saying is clearly posturing. And so I would just say that, uh, you know, I don't like acquisitions either, but Activision is a bloated corpse that probably needed to be (laughs) destroyed by someone. And so I, I, I don't really care if that's Microsoft. It's just, it's the rich devouring the rich in my mind. And so I don't care about it. Um, but I, I, uh, this whole thing bothers me. I really don't like it when companies make decisions based on stuff like this. Like you should do everything for the purpose of serving your customer. If you are a consumer facing business and uh, it doesn't feel like they're doing that here. If it's true.
0: Yeah. If it's true. And I, to me, it's, I doubt it. Um, just because of what we just were talking about earlier. Silent Hill you open up with a game that is a exclusive or timed exclusive for your console and how hypocritical that makes PlayStation look on the uh, uh you know uh openly is just it I mean, it's not even shocking at this point, right? Like, we know what Sony's doing and how they do it and, and their strategy of purchasing uh, timed exclusivity or quests that you get in games. We beat that horse all the time. Um, but, like, when I when I see Silent Hill, uh, you know, 2 Remake, when I see what we're going to see out of Resident Evil, uh, their showcase being hosted by PlayStation, you're just seeing a lot of stuff that already would make Sony look, hypocritical in the eyes of the CMA. So I don't know what a huge, mostly first party showcase would do to them or hurt them in any which way. And I also agree with you, Travis, if PlayStation's doing these things because they don't want the CMA to, you know, look at them the same way they're looking at Microsoft, it is really foolish. You are losing if that is the case indeed. So to me, I just, I see the recent announcements and I can already, if I'm a lawyer, you know, go and point at that as evidence of look at what they do and look at what they have done with things like, you know, final fantasy seven remake in, the lot. So to me, I don't, I don't see, you know, this insider holding much weight of like, no, silent Hill was going to be at this first party showcase where like Tom Henderson said, is like, no, or, Oh, actually no. Jeff Grubb said is like, This was always going to be a showcase uh, on Konami's part, not Sony's. This was always going to be a Silent Hill showcase, not a PlayStation showcase. And I think what Tom Henderson points to is PSVR 2's launch. It being in the first fiscal half of 2023, I think then it does make sense that this showcase is a few weeks away and they're waiting so that they can showcase PSVR 2 and all of their games that they're, they're working on with it. So that's... That's kind of my take from this. I don't see these rumors holding any weight. Kyle, what say you?
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, you both said it perfectly. Uh, I don't I don't think this rumor is true. And like a joke answer would be like, Sony would not give us nine days notice. They give us maybe upwards of maybe four or five of a showcase. Nine days is a weird number of lead time before a showcase. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think... They'll show it whenever they show it. I don't think there's any other ulterior motives, or at least I would, like Travis was saying, at least I want to believe that, that there's no ulterior mo- motives to holding it off.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Look at us. Look at us all agreeing to things. This is nice. I mean, no, I, I, just to be clear, I think it is true. I'm, oh, you do. I'm, think I'm, yeah, true. I'm. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, but I think this is actually happening. Oh, I okay, yeah. okay. It's just so, you know, I, I'm not going to act and base my judgments on Sony based on a rumor. But to me personally, right. asking hmm. me personally, hey Travis, do you do you think it's true? I just that sounds like exactly like something that would happen at this point in time. And I get it. Yeah. It yeah, does sound t- like to a me. Ryan I'm move. just like, ah, that sounds, sounds like maybe they're doing something. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They've definitely done weirder stuff at this point. Uh, to me, seeing like all the community managers and teams
0: gather around the past few weeks, I could see that uh that's sony's teams coming to each other showing off their trailers organizing that showcase behind closed doors akin to what you know xbox did with i believe gamescom before they showed off whatever they were showing off they're like oh no sorry e3 you know weeks prior they're like here's all the teams looking at the first cut of the showcase i think that's what was happening again like just two ish weeks ago with like you know naughty dog and insomniac and and all those teams gathering around so to me i i i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt and
3: i think this is false i don't
0: okay but when you say that travis as well like i wouldn't put it past jim
3: yeah it's just i'm more of like a a hope for the best and prepare for the worst type of thing and so like when it comes to large corporations i always assume that they're Lex is answering questions for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's becoming sentient. Echo. Jeff Bezos. Knows. There you go. Oh no!
0: Cussing on the show. Oh, go for it
3: sorry. Uh, <laughs> I muted myself first, and I forgot I didn't mute myself in ZenCaster. So uh, whoops. Whoops. Uh, oh really? Can you, that ble- wasn't can you bleep me in post? This isn't live, right? There eh, you go. Go for it. Live? I don't know. Okay. Um, it's fine.
0: It's fine. It's fine. Okay, sorry. Tim,
3: Tim, Olson, I literally, I literally kicked, clicked mute on myself on Discord, and then I told her to shut up, and then I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm on Dencaster. My audio is coming through a different source." So, oh, yeah, sorry. About
0: that. <laughs> anyway, Green Gorilla Gamer writes in. He says, "Sup, please. Although people are doubting, or doubting that PlayStation Showcase may not happen. Insomniac did make a statement saying that Spider-Man Two is still on track for 2023, and since these are still rumors. There is no reason to doubt that Sony won't pull a last minute showcase out of the hat before Ragnarok releases or, or sorry, with everything we want to see from it and more. So with that in mind, if Sony doesn't do a showcase before Ragnarok releases, do you think that's in the window or sorry, that their window is limited here? If we don't get a showcase before then, that might reflect poorly on the future of 2023 gaming looks like for Sony first party studios. I'm going to be honest at this point. I don't think you're getting a showcase before Ragnarok. I think now everything is ramping up just for Ragnarok. I don't even think you're going to get a big state of play. I God of war Ragnarok either. I think they're going to hype the cycle for Ragnarok. It's going to come out. It's going to probably sell a bajillion copies. And then a few weeks afterwards, we'll probably see something state of play future showcase related because I am thinking of, um, PSVR two. I'm thinking of the same way, like the Nintendo switch dropped, right? They showed you this weird trailer back in November, and then they showed you the console in January. And then it was out in what, like February, March. Uh, and I think that's what we're going to see here, where you're going to get Ragnarok. You're going to get, a glimpse of the future at a at you know jeff Keeley's show and probably early january you're going to see a showcase coming out of playstation uh that's what i think you're gonna see i don't know hmm. well what uh, what about you travis you're nodding your head in, in i hope a pr- agreement
3: i um i'm not sure uh right. playstation has been very murky in terms very of their weird. like when they do things and i think they've had a uh a interesting pivot post COVID like they had a formula that was working for them for a while and then it started to not work near the end of E3 and then they've sort of tried a few different models but I I sort of wonder if they just go the route of Nintendo now that they're now that they've you know solidified their position as market leader and they just sort of do you know incongruent showcases of of games whenever they feel like it and everybody yeah. just sort of shows up for them because they're because they're Sony. Um, I can see that. I, I don't have a problem with that either. Um, although I hope that they come back to E3. E3, I don't know if you guys have ever been, but it was like such a better show when Sony was just like there flexing on everyone because they would like rent out a huge part of the showcase and they would just show up with their boys and you were like, oh damn, this is a real. And then when they stopped doing E3 and EA went across the street and that sort of stuff, it sort of started to feel like, oh, it's sort of, it's Xbox, sometimes nintendo not so much near the end and then like all of the third-party studios and it, yeah. it just felt it felt a lot different um without having them there because the parents the, got they're divorced the, they're the market leaders and i i mean it's weird because they're a part of the esa like they're yeah. on the board they're they make up part of that that organization and so it's just weird to have them not participating in their own creation so yeah. i hope they go back to it all right. what's say you call are um, We seeing a showcase this year, or is yes. all is
0: doomed?
1: No, we are. Okay. I could, for some reason, I'm seeing a mid November showcase oh. before Black Friday, after Ragnarok. Okay. I'd be like, "Hey, Ragnarok's out. Look at all these cool things that we're saying. All these review scores. How great it is. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Also, like, here's the reason why on Black Friday you should go out and get a PlayStation Five because here's what's coming in the future." Okay. And then PSVR 2, Spider Man 2, maybe a glimpse at Wolverine, Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. All these things coming to PlayStation next year, quote unquote. So, like, yeah. I, I, it just makes too much sense yeah. to do it sooner I mean, rather than later. I
0: will say that October, listen, there's still time. Sure. I'll say, I'll be even greater. Perhaps, you know, we talk about Final Fantasy 16, that director going, the trailer's up. We just got to wait. Wait for something? I don't know. Showcase. So, who knows? Maybe we're all full of crap and it comes out end of October, but as as we're getting closer and closer and we're getting all these big releases starting to just ramp up, I don't know where you fit a showcase in any of it. But I don't know. Hopefully we, we'll
3: we see something pretty soon. Uh, I think you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I think I th- And I also think it works to their advantage to delay as long as possible because of the acquisition moves they're making. So, we'll see. Ooh, what Sony's making or, or Xbox is making? Just in general. Both of oh, them. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you want to go super hard with a showcase and show how awesome you are right after you increase the price of your consoles and you know do all hey hey back,
0: relax you know? remember what show you're on okay how dare sane. you Come hey out with hey the
3: truth. friends are honest with each other you know <gasps> we're so, friends yeah no i mean me and playstation i, oh, I okay. consider myself <laughs> a no i mean obviously we're friends but i just mean like it when you love something you have to be its harshest critic and i'm a playstation yeah. fan so i I am harsh on them when they deserve it. I think that's no. I th- and I
0: think. Listen, I think you're what you're saying is incredibly valid. Like, let's just say those rumors are correct. There's weight to that by saying, listen, the CMA is looking right now. We just increased the price of our console. Our competitor is pointing that out via you know to the to the CMA, going, look at why they're doing it. Like they, they have such a lead. They, they can raise the price, and not even blink. You know, they go, Oh, look at, they're scared of you know, us having some exclusive. Well, look at all these exclusives that they have. they look sweet. A Wolverine. That's nuts. And it's slated for 2023. Like you're seeing it on all the reports. And if they show visual proof, I guess, I think that hits them a lot harder. I would just say that the proof's already there. And the CMA is already really weird as we can all agree, like, you're right, I don't care at the end of the day if Xbox acquires Activision, because to me there's, not to say nothing of value was was lost, but like, most of those games, if I'm going to play them, I'm going to play them on PC, not even on my PlayStation. I don't like the idea of consolidation, especially big conglomerates buying other big conglomerates, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the leadership at, Activision, even just as of today, is still incredibly toxic. That needs changing and molding into something better. And so to me, I think this is going to go through. I think everything, I I think it's going to be a net positive for the game industry and the employees there. Um, But Sony is throwing a wrench in it because they see a future without... The game that is number one on their their sales charts every year, and they want to make sure that they get the best deal possible. You know, we yeah. say this every time it's brought up, but if they could get an extra year of exclusivity or, or whatever have you, block it, block. You know, we we just saw they want to block Call of Duty on Game Pass for X amount of years. Like whatever they can get, they're gonna try to go for, and yeah. whatever is gonna be a net positive for them, they're. They're going to try it. And this is the best case, too, because Wolverine's already going to come out. Whether we show it in October, November, December, it does not matter. It's We're going to see it one day. But we may not see in the future a Call of Duty on a PlayStation. And so that's what they're fighting for. Um, and listen, we can make as many cat jokes as we want about Jim Ryan, but it looks like he's landing blows And if you are a big conglomerate like Sony is, you're looking at this guy going toe-to-toe with a company that is larger and wealthier than you, hot damn. He's he's looking like he he wore the right tap dancing shoes.
3: Yeah, I think that they see it as, uh, they see the political situation in some of these uh, legislative bodies as Mm -hmm. ripe for, oh, they hate tech companies right now. They hate companies that look just like Microsoft and they're sort of activist uh bodies right now that are doing things that maybe aren't written in the law but they you know they're doing what they can and so i think uh sony saw blood in the water and they were like dude if we can get a win here of any kind let's try it you know and (laughs) i i would expect them to do it do i think that's the right call for them no i think they should probably spend their efforts somewhere else it's it's either going to happen or it isn't uh and i don't think that uh what is happening right now this sort of uh public uh flagellation that's happening in 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 the town square of gaming is good for the industry and so that sort of makes me think that they're not really playing the long game they're worried about the short-term game instead which is always something i i get upset about when when it happens in the business world um but uh yeah i i'm uh i'm curious to to your point about the activision thing to me it's not really about i mean obviously i want the working conditions at activision to improve but to me it's Creativity was never going to come from Activision. They're too big of a company. They have shareholders, they have things that they have to worry about. I think that it's a natural part of the industry for companies to succeed and become huge and then eventually get eaten up by an even bigger company. And then out of that, there's a space left open for uh, a company to fill that void. And I think the games industry needs that sort of change every once in a while for a company to kind of get eaten up and taken apart so that something else can fill the void and you can have these other companies that are double a fill in that hole of of triple a or do something like that so uh, a good I, example I'm for that
0: yeah
3: a good example i'm sorry i
0: cut you off but like a good example is like bethesda to me bethesda kind of has lost its magic outside of doom for me right if you love them you love them don't let me you know diminish that and seeing them eaten up by microsoft i'm like okay maybe they can start investing in their you know engines (laughs) and i think we're seeing that with something like a starfield and i think with that acquisition comes in other companies like cd project where maybe i'm just coming off the high that is cyberpunk 2077 actually works and it's it's i'm having a fun time with it but like you're seeing them kind of have a similar model of Bethesda. Like we got this really weird cyberpunk first person RPG and we got this uh you know you know this extravagant fantasy RPG and they're both incredibly as of right now quality titles that define their their genres in in certain ways pointing more yeah. towards you know Witcher. So like you're seeing that there are companies that are taking the place of that Bethesda. And when it comes to Activision yeah, who is going to take that space?
3: I'm excited think... to see 2K as has a good opportunity for it. 2K, always- and
0: I think even <laughs> so maybe where we start fighting, but like I
3: even think EA.
1: I knew it was coming. I yeah,
3: I <laughs> well, EA, EA to me has the same problem Activision has, which is that they sort of outgrew themselves. I actually don't think Bethesda was there. Bethesda makes me a little sad. I didn't like that Microsoft acquired them because I felt like they weren't there yet to the point where like okay it's time okay grandpa time to go to bed you know that sort of thing (laughs) uh and and i i feel similarly just to be fair because i you know it's not just me not liking microsoft buying things i think um bungie selling itself to playstation was a huge mistake because i Mm -hmm. i i I see bungie as like the chosen one i thought that they were going to be the company to replace activision and i think they sold too soon i really do i really do i i think that they could have been the company to grow and expand beyond destiny and just be like the leader in shooters and uh, action games and rpgs and all that stuff and i was excited about that future when they broke away from activision and announced that they were going to be indie and they had they sold us the dream i'm a i'm a destiny fan for those who don't know they sold us destiny players the dream of oh we're an independent studio now we're going to go kick ass and then like a year later they were like never mind we're going to sell the playstation for you know (laughs) we wanted to make tv shows guys come on like you yeah it just makes me so upset so uh that's
0: that's funny you say that because i again you're a massive destiny fan you're on you're on a destiny podcast you're on one of the biggest destiny shows um uh, the last word y'all should check it out and you know as an outsider as someone who stepped away from destiny like i look at that bungee purchase going yeah sony got a lot what what oh did... they did i mean they got a ton what did Bungie get okay well, like, start making some tv maybe some movies expand it, it into is, that. it, it is an amazing
3: but... purchase for sony who wants to develop live service games and has absolutely no expertise in it It's a terrible decision on Bungie's part because they famously do not play well with authority. That much is clear. If you read their acquisition agreement where Mm -hmm. they basically say, don't tread on me in, in, you know, the fine print. It's really not even the fine print. It's the large print. Uh, And, and, I think that that is not great for them. And then what do you get out of it? Well, you get to make an anime and you get to drop a hot single on Sony music. That's not really worth it for me. I think, uh, I think, I think that, uh, I think that they really screwed up uh, in that regard. And so the, the thing I would argue nervous about, about, about acquisitions and, um, industry kind of the industry kind of getting eaten up is when it happens to those middle tier or especially the small tier companies mm. when those small companies get bought that hurts me way more than when like a bloated animal gets put down uh, uh and get eat gets eaten by a bigger one so see um, to
0: me i yeah. think Bungie's bet is we think we can make a star war that's what i'm i'm thinking they already did make a star war i mean but like in a theatrical way of of, of growing their audience that way that's what it's I just think is easier a lot of ways to right? do
3: it, man. I just, I, I honestly think like their whole slogan for Bung- for destiny is be brave. And I think they just chose to not do that. And it hurts Ooh. me. All right. yeah. Yeah, fair enough. You got to take right. risks in this business, man. We work in a creative right. industry. It's tough, but if you believe in yourself, I think you can do it. And uh, I, you know, it's a decision. Everybody makes business decisions at the end of the day. And obviously the people who own uh, Bungie are happy to sell at the price they did, especially for what they got out of it. It's great. But, um, I don't
0: know. Can I say? Can I say something here, Travis? Yeah. This is the first conversation I've had about acquisitions in a very long time. There you go. (laughs) I love talking about acquisitions, man. (laughs) Because I know, I know, I know. Like I didn't ask Kyle anything because I know Kyle's like, no interest. I don't care anymore. I'm so tired. (laughs) So tired of it. Let me sleep. Damn it. (laughs) That said, okay. Awesome conversation aside. Let's get into the next bit of news. I'm sorry. And we're running late, Travis. It's all good. You got me. I'm
3: here. I'm chilling.
0: Take it away, Kyle.
3: Andy
1: Robinson over at VGC writes, Gotham Knights won't have performance options on consoles and runs at 30 frames per second. The game's executive producer, Fleur Marty, shared the news on the game's Discord server on Friday, claiming that the decision was due to, quote, the types of features we have in our game, end quote, such as untethered co-op and a highly detailed open world. Quote, I know many of you are wondering about the availability of a performance mode uh, for Gotham Knights on consoles, Marty wrote. Due to the types of features we have in our game, like providing a fully untethered co-op experience and our highly detailed open world, it's not as straightforward as lowering the resolution and getting a higher frame per second. For this reason, our game does not have a performance slash quality toggle option and will run at 30 frames per second on consoles, end quote. Gotham Knights is planned for release on October 21st For PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC It was initially planned for release last year Before being delayed to provide quote, More time to deliver the best possible experience for players end quote. In May, Warner said it no longer planned to release Previously announced PS4 and Xbox One versions of Gotham Knights In order to quote, Provide players with the best possible gameplay experience
0: Okay, Travis, this is the one reason why I don't think Midnight Suns is going to hit as high because i feel like decisions like these are you know midnight suns just like just just like this game right here they drop their their ps4 and xbox one versions of their games and i feel like it is to meet the holiday deadline more than to you know for quality assurance if that makes any sense that's sad. I,
3: I don't think so. I think. Oh, not. I think the reason that they drop old consoles is because no one wants to be uh, Cyberpunk 2077. That's a good point. Like, you know what? I'm so glad I have you on. You're
0: so smart. You made me look. So <laughs> I mean, dumb. like
3: the thing. Yeah, the thing about it is like people learned from that that like yeah. all versions of your game matter. It's not just the the premium one that you do all your testing on and. You know, when they were porting PC games to console back in the 2000s, companies learned that lesson, too. And they yeah. stopped. They were like, you know what? We need port teams. We can't just rip the game onto a CD drive and, and you know, <laughs> save as Xbox file and send over. And I think uh, it's 20 Cyberpunk 2077 taught them like, oh, not everybody plays on the newest hardware. And if you don't develop yeah. for the old hardware, you're screwed. And I, so, I think that that's why everyone's afraid. Of games that don't perform as well on those old consoles, because sometimes that's the only version people care about. As we yeah. learned with Cyberpunk, I mean, I
0: remember playing? I think it was it Half Life on either PlayStation or the original Xbox? Original Xbox? No, 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 this no. is no. just straight the original
1: up. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Half Life One.
3: Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah
1: PS Two, yeah. I think had a version of it. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I remember that. And there's so many examples. Unreal that's Tournament good. terrible yep. on the other original old consoles. Yep. Terrible. Derek G writes, what are your thoughts on the
0: current uh, gen games being capped at 30 FPS? Can't help but feel like 30 FPS cap is unacceptable for games like Gotham Knights and a plague tale, especially considering these games are not even released on PS4 or Xbox one. I like the little monocle eye that he puts on hmm. there. <laughs> Feels bad as a PlayStation five owner, not to be able to play games at a higher frame rate, either though the console is almost two years
3: Old. We're back to frame rates we're yeah, back I, to I performance back. modes let me let me tell you about why frame rates don't matter oh
0: oh thank Whoa. you travis don't matter. thank go. you oh you okay. they don't matter. i'm ready for this Ima-
3: imagine imagine that a game is is the one of the best games you've ever played. It, it, okay. it succeeds in every category. It's got great graphics. It's got the perfect gameplay gameplay. The story is like the best story you've ever heard in your life. Uh-huh. It's got all the features that you want. Super well balanced, blah, blah, blah. But it runs at 30 frames. 30 frames only matters when everything else doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Like if the game was perfect in every other way and it ran at 30 frames, you really wouldn't care. But if the game struggled in a lot of other areas and it was 30 frames, you're frustrated by the fact that it's one of the things that hurts. And so if it's the last thing that matters, it's really not that important pretty practically every game that is one of my favorite games runs at less than 30 or 60 frames per second because they're older games right like think about all of the ps2 games you love and ps3 mm-hmm. games you love and a lot of them ran at 30 i think that's fine um i reviewed gotham knights i Uh-oh. cannot i cannot talk about that yet because the embargo hasn't lifted but and I th- it's a crazy embargo like this this show drops
0: when gotham knights drops we cannot talk about
3: it. well we can't talk about it because we're recording this before it drops mm-hmm. uh, so yes. that's my my issue but yeah. the uh i can talk about a plague tale which i also reviewed and yeah. and say that a plague tale um it certainly uh is unfortunate that it runs at 30 FPS, but I think if you like the other things about that game, it doesn't matter as much. Uh, mm-hmm. There are times, of course, where it runs below 30 FPS because it has thousands of rats on screen at the same time that all move independently, which is insane. Uh, but it it's not it's not super important. I I, I would just be, say. I want developers to make the games that they want to make, and sometimes their ambitions make it make it so that they have to make sacrifices. About thirty, uh, about the thirty FPS versus sixty FPS. If your game is ambitious enough, or you're trying to do something special. In the case of um, a Plague Tale, I think it makes sense because it's not like you need it to run at super fast frames. The game isn't like a Twitch shooter or whatever. You know, yeah. it's not like a, a crazy one. In the case of Gotham Knights. You know, putting aside the fact that I reviewed the game and I know everything about that game already and can't talk about it, I yeah. would just simply say that I don't think there's anything in that game that makes it have to be 30 FPS capped. I think it is an optimization problem, just purely based off what I've seen in that game. And uh, I mean, just seeing the PC available. specs alone,
0: yeah. it's an optimization problem. Yeah. I think
3: it's a, I think it's an optimization problem based on Absolutely. the specs and that sort of thing. And so, um, I I think. People who like 60 FPS, more power to you, you know, it it, it definitely looks better. I'll give you that. I just don't think it's the most important thing in the game. That said, if the game's hurting already and it runs at 30 FPS, you're in for a world of hurt. And I totally get why people are pissed that they bought a more expensive box and they're not able to uh, to get it. Um, In these cases, the game isn't available on the older console. So you had to upgrade anyway. So I don't know if you can complain that much. Uh, it's not like it looks the same on the previous gen consoles and this one. Uh, and I think there's a reason that they cut those old versions. I don't think a plague tale Requiem could run on the old consoles. And I don't think Gotham Knights could either in Gotham Knights case. I think the reason it couldn't run on old consoles is because it's not optimized well, but yeah, yeah, that's just me guessing. Fair enough. Kyle,
0: what say you? 60, 30, 40 FPS. I hear that's the thing now.
3: Tail does that, yeah. Playtail <laughs> yeah. does it. I
1: I don't care what frame, how many frames it is. I really don't. Like, I want to play the game about what. What am I doing in the game? Right. I think it only matters, at least for me. This is my experience with it. Okay, it only matters to me, and I can only tell a difference if there is a game where I'm switching between the two. Yes. The, so, like, <laughs> if if the game starts and it's only thirty frames per second from the moment you boot up the game. Like I, I'm not gonna miss a, a 60 frames per second at all. i right. this is the game I'm playing. I'm so used to it from years of playing games that weren't at 60. Like Miles Morales on PS5 was my first 60 frames. Like, oh, I can see the difference yeah. a little bit.
0: Hmm. Yeah,
1: I've been playing games for a decade plus at 30. So like, I'm I'm it's fine. <laughs> it's Even fine. you, Joe, when you played yeah. Forbidden West, you were like, I wasn't doing 60. I was playing on the 4K HDR 30 sure frames thing because i want to see the beauty of it all so like it's fine it's way too big of a problem i again i think they're just bored so <laughs> i don't know i i understand people love their frames and want it as high as possible but sure. like it's yeah. fine i also like yeah. and and i know travis can't even mention or, or probably like smirk anything about it but like I feel like this is a little bit more irrelevant because people are already a little bit down on Gotham Knights and not super excited about what they've seen. Sure. So yeah. I think this is just I another mean, reason. I, I don't, to try I don't to know about that. you
3: guys, but I'm way more concerned about Gotham Knights being a two-player game. Do you guys know it's a two-player game? <laughs> Honestly, God. Could, thought, did you know that it's not four <laughs> players? Yeah. Oh, I, I
1: thought it was three. Was, uh, no, is, is it's two players. Now? It's only it, two? It, look, okay. it is
3: a game with four playable characters, and it's a two-player game. And I uh-huh. I have been thinking for like two years that it's a four-player game because all of their advertisements showed <laughs> yeah. four heroes. And I was like, oh, it's a four-player game. And then I I got it to review, and I booted it up. I had four codes. i had four codes every my editor thought it was four players everyone at ign thought it was four players and we did an ign first on it we did a month of coverage and like maybe this is just me i i personally didn't know and my other editor happened also not know but it was like get got four codes got my friends together we were on party chat and then we go wait is this a is this a two player game? Like I, I, (laughs) that to me is way more surprising. And that's, I can talk about that because that's publicly available information. But absolutely. I, 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 you know, I, to me, there's things to worry about with Gotham Knights based on what we've seen publicly that has nothing to do with the 30 FPS. So the 30 FPS thing might just be the straw that breaks the camel's back. And that's fine. I want people to expect more from their games. I want them to expect mm-hmm. better performance and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think when you have a great game, which a Plague Tale Requiem is, it doesn't really matter that much. And if, yeah. you, if you aren't playing a Plague Tale Requiem because you saw it was 30 FPS screw you that's all i have yeah. to say like that like there are great games that are 30 fps and it just it depends on the game there's probably yeah. not very many great shooters that are 30 fps i'll give you that all right that that so, being said go.
0: though i if i could say that is the only time i i notice is a shooter or b where i could turn it on and off like yeah miles and morales performance fidelity i can tell and like what you said travis if a game's really great, truly great, it the FPS is not going to affect you. Like I love Horizon Forbidden West, and I chose, I had the option, performance, where the glare is going to hurt my eyes, if all the wheat, remember the weird, the weird little glowy wheat, yeah. hurt my eyes, like hell, uh, I switch it to Fidelity, I'm like, this is great, do I notice it? Sometimes, but it's not the it's not a deal breaker in the slightest. And let me also, and I know this is gonna trigger you, um, Travis, because you hate truth and good games. But let me just think back to how many days it's been. A game that came oh, out geez. two thousand seven hundred sixty six days as of recording. That game, Bloodborne, game of the generation, game of the year of that year, two thousand five. Um, you enter Old Yarnum. <laughs> You to the first bridge of that's that, Did you that's say It low. was
3: game of the year in 2005. Sorry, 15. Sorry, okay. I, it, it, it probably I'm would just... have been better in 2005. <laughs> I would have excused some <laughs> of its game design. Um, but yeah, relax, S- yeah. settle down. It's my show. I'll you out.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, remember all those words that made you sound smart like an hour ago? I'll make it yeah. sound real smart. Remove them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have the power here. Uh, but like that's one of my favorite games of all time. And I'm lucky when that thing hits 30 FPS. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. So. I will no, say fr- this.
3: We can agree on the fact that Bloodborne is not really hurt by its frame rate. They see. we can Game find design. Common, sure. But. Yeah. We can find common ground. All right. <laughs> you know what so, it yeah, is? No. Have I actually told you about what bugs me about Bloodborne? Like actually. No, tell me. Jo- jokes, aside, tell me the, jokes aside. The, the, the reason that it, I'm hurt by Bloodborne is they took. They made it not an RPG. That's what hurt okay. me is that I, the, my favorite part about the, the Dark Souls. Do you Souls like Sekiro? Games. I do like Sekiro, but I like um. Sekiro because it's, yeah, Sekiro is is weird for me because for me, I guess I went into Bloodborne going, oh, this is like so similar to a, a Dark Souls game. It just the setting is really the only thing that's different, and so I to me, I was expecting an RPG, and it's basically just an action game where you don't really get to pick your character class or how you play or whatever. You just have a couple weapon choices, and Sekiro to me is like it's really not about weapons and the story kind of carries it, which I would argue bloodborne doesn't really have. And I, by the way, I have that criticism about all dark souls games that the story is kind of, kind of meh people, people try to pretend like it's good, but if I need to watch a Vate video,
0: uh, uh, you know,
3: forty-six minute long video to understand yeah. the story. That's it's not. not that's it's not. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's that's you. It's it's. Uh, relax, I, dude. I have the same conversations with the Destiny community. They're like, "It's good if you read the grimoire," and I'm like, "Shut up, go, go, <laughs> go away, touch grass, man." Like nobody's gonna, yeah. So yeah, no one's reading those goddamn yeah. cards. But that's that's yeah. really what my problem is. Is I just I went in expecting an RPG and I got kind of like a a not very difficult action game. But I mean, it's it's a beautiful game. It's got interesting
0: character. well travis i got a, I, I got a question for you yeah were you expecting a elite controller at a competitive
3: price i was not i'm, in, I'm well this story's right for fun. you yeah. take it away kyle <laughs> nice pivot thank you
1: Oh my god, Tebecca Smith over at PS Lifestyle writes DualSense Edge release date and price shown in new controller features trailer. DualSense Edge release date is January 26, twenty twenty-three, and the customizable PS5 wireless controller price is one ninety-nine ninety-nine US dollars. Players will be able to pre-order the controller through PlayStation Direct from next week. The customizable options include three types of stick caps, swappable back buttons, replaceable individual stick modules, and the opportunity to customize controller mapping through three different profiles. Stick sensitivity and dead zones can also be adjusted. The controller also comes with the usual DualSense features including haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, a built-in microphone, motion controls and more. While the controller comes with its own USB type C braided charge cable with locking connector housing in the box, which will allow the controller to be charged while it's in its carrying case. The DualSense Edge is also compatible with the existing DualSense charging station.
0: Ooh, two hundred
3: doll hairs. But what is the battery life like?
1: a Fucking great question. Who knows?
3: Because here's that is honestly. Here is the twenty I, minutes. I I've just. That's the only thing I want to be better. Well, I also want them to not to stagger to stagger the sticks because the way they have the sticks well, is terrible. But that's yeah, better. Uh, it it's worse. But Everybody
0: applaud when I when I when I say that. it's better.
3: Okay. Uh, staggered six is better. I agree um yeah but, actually, but it really doesn't matter to me it doesn't matter really <laughs> yeah it's it's all semantics oh, interesting doesn't matter uh, where the analog stick is guys i think it does matter uh, it? For, for grip it matters i think there's actually studies uh, on, well let on me Luke. tell you luke's mother doesn't mind <laughs> yeah nice uh <laughs> i don't i don't understand this rivalry uh but yeah <laughs> I, I don't it. either. <laughs> Uh, it lost I,
0: me a while ago.
3: Really, the only thing I want with the PlayStation controller is I just want the battery to last longer. If that happens, I'll pay $200. I really will. I really will. I swear to you, PlayStation. So. <laughs> well, Ditko writes in, uh, do you guys think the Edge controller is a good
0: price point or higher than you were expecting? Does this also worry you as VR2 will come here? Or where VR2 will come in now. I wasn't expecting such a high price point for the controller, so I'm a little worried for PSVR2 at the moment. Kyle, Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, interesting.
0: So uh, we actually guessed this on the money. We're like 200 bucks. It's gonna be expensive. Yeah, you know, it is what
1: it is. (laughs) Exactly, it is what uh, uh, at this price (laughs) with
0: the braided cable and all, Kyle. Sure does this have does does this have your loins tighten <laughs> absolutely not no i know this, no this is not a you thing at it, all.
1: it's not a me thing right like i'll I'll stick to my buying every dual sense color possible wow uh yeah, I got them all right now travis no but way. I, I, I I will not get a uh... we even
0: got the camo one?
1: Oh, no, not the camo one, yeah,
0: because
3: we have class.
1: I will skip on that. Tacky. One.
3: That that's t- it's <laughs> camo is tacky guys. But All right, like, Well, I mean good luck surviving in the woods without your camo controller. I <laughs> know well, yeah, what am yeah. I going to do? When you get no, shot man. while you're holding your neon green controller, you know. That's right. exactly. actually camo is not to it's it's
0: not to keep you hidden. It's actually just to obscure, it obscure you so that it's you're you're you're, you're a, a harder t- target to hit. Harder Yeah. It's it's not about hiding, it's just to make your body look weird.
2: Oh. Yeah.
0: That's what I
3: learned. Yeah, but if you're Aren't they the same thing though? yeah um, that's what someone's so saying like, if, if somebody, I, that, that I, I literally like a had semantics. a conversation yeah yeah it's, I, I it's have not ex- like you're I, trying to be invisible but if you're holding a neon green controller you're gonna get listen, your hand blown off you know what i'm saying i'm so. just i'm just giving you
0: information i got from my from my vet co-worker i learned two days ago it's not to conceal you it's just to okay. make you look goofy yeah all right so when they when you know when charlie's looking at you they're like Oh, my God, I can't shoot that guy. He's goofy looking. Man. Put the guns down. Fair. Uh, where were we? Right.
1: Who's
3: going to buy I, it? I, <laughs> they,
1: they really are making PlayStation a premium brand. Ooh wee! Uh, I mean, like upping the PlayStation console Ooh-wee. price. Uh, you know, this Edge controller is $50 more than Elite uh, controller, right? Isn't the Elite like 150 No, I
3: something? think it's $180. Yeah. Oh, 180 yeah, Okay, so,
1: it's so really 20 not bucks that more. more so it's, it's not that yeah. crazy then. Yeah. And like, yeah, I are you realistically going to, you know, get this NPS VR two uh, and like probably pay way more than an actual PS5 console? I don't know.
0: Yeah, so and and just for a reference point, uh the Elite Controller right now, 180 bucks, but okay. like the, the, the new one that just came out, it's 130 dollars, but it doesn't come with any of the components. So you ah. have to buy them separately.
3: Right, yeah. Okay.
0: Let me so check. for me, yeah, that's it looks why like would... it's on,
3: it's on sale right now for one fifty five, which may yeah, be okay. in response to the PlayStation announcement. I don't know, but yeah. And
0: I, I think the... that, and,
3: and like that cheaper
0: price point too, is definitely look at us compared to, and it hides the fact that the things that you need to adjust all, the, all that controller is sold separately. So
3: to me, oh, I'm no, like, no, no. I... the, the one fifty five comes with everything. It's, it's just on sale oh. right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, but what I'm saying is like the the core, the new white the core one that they came one. out. Yeah, yeah,
3: with. yeah. The core. Yeah.
0: Um, thank you. That's what it's called. So to me, I'm just like it's just twenty bucks more. I don't know why everybody's
3: yelling about this. I uh, it's think, just And the other thing is more. that controller has a lot of problems. The elite controller too. Shit. One, it out. comes. I mean, I I love the controller. The problem is you love have to it. buy. You have to buy a warranty with it because you if you don't get a third party warranty, you are going to be hurting. So I. I've through say three this. of them, Travis. I'm I have also gone you. through like three of them, but I've had a warranty every time. So I've just gone to Best Buy and been like, sorry, bro. And when I bring it in, they're like, Yeah, this, this happens a lot. Like we get a lot of these turned in. And I'm like, Well, good. Sell me another warranty. And then I pay like another 20 bucks every time, right? Yeah. But it's worth it because I don't have to pay 180 every time. Uh, is will, it just I,
1: like the build quality Is no, it, like it's, it's, like,
3: it's or? like certain things about it will break and then you're just like god damn it analog Nick. sticks
0: and bumpers or
3: mm. analog stick or bumper actually I haven't had problems with analog sticks mine's have been bumpers and then one time the a button started to jam a little bit uh-huh. and the thing is if you have a warranty you will turn your controller in for even the more, most minor of complaints but that's I will right. say this I got the halo one recently and that's like the newest model with some of the quality of life improvements applied to it and I've had zero problems Problems, and I've been using that one really heavily so I think maybe they've worked it out but I'll say this Travis the, it took three tw- weeks for the for for the bumper to start dying on that one on the halo one yep no way oh yep. wow
1: well that oh, joe jo also bre- is notorious for breaking dual shocks
3: no so i think it oh, might be a joe problem so it might be a joe problem <laughs> i will Let's i will say this if, that, right, 20, right. if 20 if 20 dollars more means that i don't have to you know buy a 50 dollar warranty with it yeah more power to you sony good good job i i i mean we'll see how the controller actually performs but i uh I don't think at $20 more is that expensive. This is a premium product. It's not yeah. for the average consumer. Just like PSVR isn't going to be, guys. I hate to break it to you, but it's going to be $599. So get yep. ready. Mm-hmm. It is. It's going to be an expensive piece of piece of gear. I
0: in you know, I, I love the conversation, actually, you guys had on BitCast. I won't repeat it here. You guys really should t- take a gander at it because, yeah, like VR is going to be a niche product. It's going to be a niche product for a very long time. The people that are going to get this headset are in for that experience it's not for your for your for your average consumer and same with this controller it's for people that are diehard multiplayer gamers whether it's apex whether it's call of duty whatever have you it's that's why that controller was made it was not for the people that are like kyle that are playing your gotham knights
3: your plague tales you know these solo experiences they're for the competitive base know your audience And when it comes to a high-end controller, they'll be more offended if it's cheap but doesn't have all the bells and whistles than if it's expensive and it Has them right, and so go for the high end. And I think the same is true. You hit the nail on the head for VR. If they sold a three hundred dollar VR headset in twenty twenty two, people would hook that thing up to their PS five and they would rage because it wouldn't be the most premium VR headset that they've had. So they're gonna need to release a five ninety nine one. They'll sell fewer, but the people who have it will rave about it online, and that is worth more than getting Mm -hmm. some extra sales for a mid tier headset. So I I think that's true. Yeah. So for me, like.
0: I, everything I've seen for this controller, I'm totally in. It's everything that I've wanted from them, and then some. That's so good. I'm excited. This is great. I hope though there is still a, a back button attachment that they sell separately for the commoners like Kyle, who just every once in a while wants to come in and, and play a, a Fortnite. Battery you know? life. Battery life. But yeah, battery. The battery. The the thing that does strike me is like I want to see those teardowns because if it is the same battery, y'all this thing is lashing an hour and 30 minutes. Tops. Yeah.
3: And that's actually one of the things that the Xbox elite controller does really well is you never have to charge that thing. It Every. lasts for weeks. And so I'm, I don't know. And, and the fact that they're like, Hey, here's this long ass braided cable and a
0: lock. So you don't lose it. Cause everybody's like, <laughs> what's that lock? It's it's to keep the, the, the braided cable in your controller. So you don't accidentally pull it out or anything like that. That tells me that that's, that's a warning. It's the same battery. It's the same please, battery.
3: No, PlayStation, please. I'm begging you. <sighs> all right, gang. This is probably this is definitely
0: gonna be the longest episode we've ever done. Look at this. Everybody clap, everybody cheer. Plague Tale Requiem. It came out this week. I've played a little bit of it. Travis, you've played all of it. Um, I'm a huge Plague Tale fan. Uh I loved the first game. It was it was really up there for my game of the year in 2019. I think it's a stellar game. I think, you know, it highlighted at least a Sobo to me as this company, this, this studio that can punch above their weight. Unlike really any I've seen in recent year. Um, Requiem's come out. It is current gen consoles only no PS4, no Xbox one. Um, This is to me, them, putting an even bigger budget on what was a, a, a smaller project and now trying to elevate it as this mainstream thing, at least in my eyes. So I want to know what your thoughts are of Requiem, what you, you think of it. And Kyle, I know you haven't played it. I know you're not a huge playtale fan. If you have any questions, yeah. throw them our way. Yeah. So Travis, where, where were you walking in on Requiem?
3: Yeah, I also, like you, really was surprised by Innocence, uh, the first game. I played it not knowing anything about it. And at first I was like, oh, this is kind of an interesting game. And then I was like, actually, this is kind of a weird game. And then by the end, I was like, this game's crazy. This game is actually unhinged. And then uh, two basically just takes that and goes, yeah, let's be you know how we were kind of unhinged at the end let's see how far we can push it and by the end of the game you're just sort of like jaw on the floor like dude what is happening like this game (laughs) is unbelievable so uh i you know it's it's really cool um i will say the, the main criticism I had for it. And the reason it didn't get higher than an eight for me is that I think it is a safe sequel. It is very much like, Hey, we're just going to do a lot of the same formula and recipe that we did with one. We're going to, you know, have lots of rats where you have to do the same sort of like light puzzles to get through them. Um, and it, it does, it does obviously improve in a lot of pretty much every area. It's better looking. The writing is better. In my opinion, the voice acting is better. The, uh, the combat action gameplay is way better even though i i still think they should not have combat sequences uh, full combat anyway Uh, it doesn't really make sense for her to take down an army by herself with a stone thrower that's just me um but uh i i will say that it does everything good i just sort of wish that when games get big they have a, a tendency to uh take fewer risks as we've talked about a few times in this episode and i don't want them to do that (laughs) i really want a sobo to uh be the weird studio that does things and in some ways it does take risks uh especially when it comes to the way it tells its story and how it's not afraid to kind of change the dynamics of the world and the relationships of the characters and that sort of stuff so i really liked it i gave it an eight you can read or watch my review on ig.com and uh where I, I can go into way more depth. But yeah it, yeah, it is it is great. If you didn't play the first one, you probably should. You'll get a lot more out of the story. You absolutely but, should, yeah. But if you do play the second one straight away, you technically will not be lost in the story uh too much. They do a pretty good job of easing you in. It's just that if you didn't play the first one, you're kind of kind of be walking into the weird uh you know even crazier amped up sequel it'd be like watching like fast and furious 4 before you saw one you know and you're kind of (laughs) like whoa this is crazy and then you you never really kind of saw the roots of how it started so Mm -hmm, i would just say play the first one be
1: my travis just really quickly i i'm looking on the playstation blog uh they said they multiplied the number of rats by 60 from the first game to this one
3: that sounds like an understatement to me Cause
1: it from on the blog it says yeah. from five thousand to three hundred thousand rats.
3: Yeah, I think there are at Wait. least three hundred rats on screen at one time. And those How are
1: insane, is that?
3: Those are, by the way, not cutscene rats. Those are oh, rats wow. coming after you at the Whoa. wall, the, and you're playing the game, and you're sort of just like, <laughs> dude, y'all need to go. Like, it, basically, what they do is they make they just replaced like a flood effect. You know, it's like a, a wave is coming after you sure. or the town's yeah. flooding except for it's rats. But the really impressive thing is that each of those rats operates independently. It's not a mob enemy. And so you can break off one rat from the mob and like make it go in a different direction. And that part is crazy. And I think wow. the tech behind the rats and the fact that they have 60 the number of rats is the reason it's 30 FPS and it's not on old generation consoles. I do not think the game is poorly optimized. I just think it's a little more ambitious than the Xbox one specifically can handle. And I think, um, I think that's the problem. Uh, Gotham Knights, I don't think has that same excuse, but that I, uh, I, I think Plague Tale Requiem does. So. Yeah. I, I think playing through,
0: first off, I love, love 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 the time period it's in right like this medieval dark ages type of you know playing with the plague um and and making it this living thing in in the world beyond just people getting sick but like the rats being in this world where you have to traverse through them or use them to your advantage sneaking past guards or soldiers as you're going by I, i love I love Amicia and Hugo. And I think the one thing that they, they do so well in these games is that this. she's a 16-year-old girl with, like, her 7-year-old brother. Like, of course she's not going to be able to, and she shouldn't be, able to take on, like, seven dudes with, you know, she, swords and shields. Like, she's just a kid. And so it really is about, I think, when Plague Tale works its best, it's when you're using the environment, the rats, to get through an obstacle or get through a target. And I think you're right. For the most part, Plague Tale Requiem doesn't do anything, aside from the rat portion where they're all individual, they don't do anything truly ambitious in its gameplay uh, because it feels like, yeah, this is more, Plague Tale. I know it's always such a weird critique. It's like it's more the
3: thing that I really like, but I think it's totally valid. I mean, remember this when you play God of War Ragnarok would be my suggestion. Hey, relax. We'll but see. like it's like what is the what is the extra layer
0: of gameplay that is that is on top of it that enhances it or changes up the formula in a in a different way? And that's that's what I feel like is the only truly thing thing missing here is that gameplay. I guess the ambition in its gameplay, because I'm right there with you. I'm only like three, four hours into this game, but the story already feels like it, A, it left off perfectly from the last game. Um And it's, it is more ambitious in the story it's telling the characters that you're meeting and their missions, their goals, their aspirations than what the previous game gave us. I think the characters... And the sequel are far more likable and relatable than the ones ones in in Innocent. So, for me, I love where the story's going. The gameplay, though great, is more of the same. It is, and that's the only critique that I can give it. But for Asobo, I I think they know that this is going to be a lot of people's first in this series, and I think hopefully, if there's more of them, we're going to see something very ambitious and.
3: In a trilogy. I hope for, so. Yeah. Next year. By the way, Travis a tip uh, if you want to see something really interesting, change the language to French and oh, really? play it with English subtitles. Uh, because it's a very I mean it takes place in France, so it, yeah. it feels like a kind of like playing um Ghost of Tsushima with the uh you know Japanese oh. mode with the English subtitles. Mm. So it's it's pretty interesting. I didn't play the whole game that way. I played it for like a chapter or two, but I was very impressed. I was like, this is kind of oh okay. nice kind of what uh what did you review it on uh travis i reviewed it on the xbox series x i think that okay. there i think xbox had a marketing deal with a sobo on this one because it's on game Got pass it. and all that so that's yeah. just that was just the platform that they oh, okay uh, had everybody review on
1: the reason i ask is i always like to ask people who review games beforehand like the dual sense and how it felt yeah oh, so that I can answer oh that. yeah joe that's right yeah you played a little bit yeah
0: definitely uh the features are there so like when you're running you feel like the pitter patter on her feet when she's winding up a throw you can you can feel that sensation in the controller so the dual sense capabilities great question they're there um and i think they're 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 good in the sense of they're there they don't feel obtrusive like like cyberpunk when it has its dual sense capabilities like the trigger is just like a cement wall for a Mm. paddle uh, this one it just it it feels subtle but but noticeable.
3: Does the controller Sorry. talk at you? That's my least
0: favorite feature of the DualSense. Um that's a great question. I use headsets. Oh, so I okay. I can't really tell. Yeah. Gotcha. I hate that too when I'm playing Cyberpunk. It's like, like I'm like, dude,
3: I'm like, shut up. Or like, you know, you're you're like trying to be quiet like uh, somebody else is doing something in the room or sleeping and so you like mute the TV and then all of a sudden your controller goes, "Hi, <laughs> and like somebody like talks under control and you're like, ah, shut up. <laughs> Bothers exactly. me.
0: And then again, like i run away. <laughs> like, I don't know what this is. I'm not going crazy, but I'm not going to, I'm not about to around and find out. You know, I'm not going to. I love that you
3: have the bleep button. That's so cool. I, I, love I need it. to get that. Yeah. yeah can, you bleep, can you bleep me earlier when I accidentally happened? you can. No, you know, no. It's no. only,
0: it's only my little do hit yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Mine's so I
1: broken. Could, I can't do it on my end either. I'll
0: call him. Yeah, I like, you know you won't. You get to call Luke's mom, and it's great. Yeah, it's great. Too much power. Too much power. <laughs> Too much power. Flash news. All right, it's time. Gotta run. Gotta go fast. This is fast news. Ooh, Only two bits of news here. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. That's right. We bring back the voice. Uh, no longer on PlayStation Plus, which means you cannot play it on PlayStation 4 or 5. God so, okay. damn it,
3: Arthur. Arthur.
0: <laughs> I've got a plan. <laughs> All right, person that gave us the two-star. Now it's the one-star for Travis. You got to blame Travis. <laughs> um, yeah, God I thought this it, was it. interesting news because I was like, wait, can't you play it on PS? No, right, there's, the remaster never happened. It made me a little sad. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, apparently this comes from a Twitter user by the name of if no LB. Uh, the final God of War Ragnarok size is that of 118 gigs, according from to his or their screenshot on Twitter. Uh, they Ooh, took it on wait. PlayStation Four. Who knows? But it looks like you buy a PlayStation Five, you could fit three games on it. <laughs> what are they going to be? What are they going to be?
3: Unless you open it up. <laughs> Unless you open and listen, it's not that difficult. It's, we're not. It's not. We're not. It's not a heart transplant. It is. It right? is. It is a very poor design for a consumer-facing product that is designed for people who are not tinkerers, who are who famously don't want to fiddle with their their machine that they buy. Right. You know, otherwise, 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 PS4, otherwise they would have bought PCs. Right. Yeah. But but I will say, it's not. It's, it's not three, that hard. It's not it's hard. three minutes. You if if you buy the right hard drive, and if you know what you're doing, and you don't get the heat sink or whatever, they got one that's won't. a PlayStation branded. It's like, look at this, look at look yeah. at what we have here. I'm just saying it's more confusing than a memory card. That's all I'm saying.
0: Honestly, it is cool. Like the Xbox One, yeah,
3: it's overpriced. I get it, but it is cool that it's like a memory. It card. is. They're both bad solutions, is my policy. Yeah, I I, I think there's got to be a better solution than literally I have to take apart my console. And uh, I have to pay four times market price or whatever it is Xbox is selling at. There's got to be a better middle ground between those two. It's
0: got to be. It's so. got to be.
3: Hey, guys, are you holding on to something?
0: Yeah. Travis, are you holding on to something? Anything. It could be anything. Something.
3: Oh, holding yeah. on to my butt?
0: Oh, all right. My, my Prepare pant? the drop. Here are the latest steals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. A Plague Tale Requiem comes out on October 18th. It's already out. Play it. Ghostbusters: Spirits Unleashed, out on October eighteenth. Luke loves this game, so I don't know. The jumping rap on October eighteenth. Here's the best game I've ever heard in my life. It's it's pretty cool. Them's fighting herds on October eighteenth. I don't know what this game is. I don't know what it looks like, but you need to buy it. I believe it's like a a, a chicken fighter. Ooh, I don't know if I condone cockfighting, but I it's did just indie make a public. Fighting which,
3: game, which game
1: it fighting uh, game? Oh, a typical most side-scrolling fighting
0: games.
3: The features a cast
0: birds? of
1: all female yeah. ungulate characters. So I fighting actually, each other. I
3: think I played this one last night. Uh, really? Yeah, just I was just messing around on on a console. Uh, it's like it looks like My Little Pony if it was a 2D fighting game. That's what it yeah. looks like. It's kind of interesting. interesting. Also, interesting. I have to I say, Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed. I am also reviewing that game. I had to put it on hold to review Gotham Knights, but. Uh, it's an asymmetrical multiplayer game where four people play the Ghostbusters and one person plays the ghost. It's basically yes. like a hide and seek. And mm-hmm. uh, what I've played so far is not very good, so that's my oh. early, early sneak peek on what my review might be like. But I've only played seven hours or so, so there's still time. Honestly, I like the cover
0: looks like a Fighting Herds, like like drawn to death, but like more creative style. And and it looks like like yeah, it looks like one of those. Looks like a fighter game. Looks like a Street Fighter. Not like it, you know, in the vein of like, yeah, Yeah. okay. Well, I made a proclamation. I'm going to stick to it. Uh, Buy it (laughs) just for the title alone. 41 hours on October 19th. Is this where, like, the guy loses his other arm? (laughs) What do you think? What do you guys think? He has to do two hours? I have no idea what that (laughs) (laughs) means. Batora uh, lost heaven on. Uh, the 20th, Tempest. I've on played that one as well. The list Jackbox Party Pack 9 on the 20th. Hell yeah. Jumping Rap Turbo. That's right. Jumping Rap came out on the 18th. There's already a sequel and it's turboed. <laughs> yeah. October 20th, Gotham Knights 21st. JoJo Siwa Worldwide Party. I've heard the name JoJo Siwa. Don't know. This could be anything. Don't tell me. I want to be surprised. New Tales from the Borderlands on October yeah. 21st. Persona 5 Royal. I guess this is the PS5 version October 21st. Yep. The Jumping Burger Halloween Edition. Great. On the 21st. <laughs> there you go. Go buy Plague Tale Requiem. Go buy Fighting Herds for the name alone. Them's and uh, Jumping Rap Turbo. Skip the first one. Just go straight to the second. All right. It's time for our last segment, but our favorite segment of the show. It is time for the Sony Pony Express. We can do the voice now. I've been, I've been Arthur. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Maybe that guy had a point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First question comes from Katie. Of course you can write your questions. And just like Katie did whether you add us over at PS Trophy Room or you join the Trophy Room Discord server. And I ask questions each and every Wednesday. And just like these good people, you know, I, I could put you in here in the show and you'd be part of the show forever. It'd be you know, just a fun old time. Hey guys, pretty much, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the whole Bayonetta voice acting debacle. We could have another podcast. <laughs> That's how long this is. A lot of different things are being said, but what do you think this might hopefully change things for the better, uh, and voice actors will get paid what they deserve. So, if my memory holds, uh-huh. Bayonetta is a virtual voice actor. She's not returning for the third game. Mm-hmm. She came out with a Twitter video, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I was gonna, I, I'm all on board to play Bayonetta, but for this flag, you know, ship title, this this huge character being, you know, promoted on Nintendo, whatever. Uh, I'm only getting paid four thousand bucks for this role, which then came to." Platinum, uh, was it? Uh, creative director that is working on Bayonetta. Um, God, what's what's his last name? Oh my goodness! I'll look it up. Please go for it. Well, he him coming out and having a not great response of like this is utterly untrue, and and if you try to talk to me in English about it, I'm gonna block you. It led to a very weird drama between the creative director of Platinum kind of being a douche to its fans and what this voice actress that is beloved in these games, what she was saying. Is it Hideki Kamiya? Kamiya, there you go. Kamiya, there you go. Well, it turns out, uh, via various reporting, that, in fact, no, it was $4,000- per session and there was going to be about anywhere from three to four sessions if memory serves so she was actually going to get about around twenty thousand dollars for her role as
3: bayonetta and a session you got to assume is a day right so yeah typically from what i'm aware of for four to five days four to
0: five know. hours a day is, is a session yeah yeah
3: I mean, I think so, it's, a, it's a non-union job, but I don't want to get into that. Like you said, this could be a whole episode, but yeah. Yeah,
0: it really it really can be. Um, the long and the short of it is I can't make a heads of tails of it, but I really hate when I make public proclamations to things that I shouldn't. And I'm usually reserved a lot of the time when I have like these reactions to things, but I feel like I, 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 I get sensitive when I see an average, I assume is an average person, Claiming that they're taking advantage by big corporation, I'm always going to choose the little person's side, and I feel like to me, I should have reserved judgment. That was poor, you know, literacy on on my hand because it does seem like they gave her a, a an offer that was much higher than the original four thousand dollars were, um, and I think that drama overshadows the fact that voice actors often get paid shit for their roles to start with. So I don't actually think this helps anyone. It doesn't help that person's reputation as they're probably blacklisted now by various companies. Um, it doesn't make platinum look great because they just have their creative director block half of his fan base in the span of a weekend. Um, He's notorious for that though. I think, yeah, he is kind of a piece of shit, yeah. but like, to me (laughs) it is i mean you know it it comes off what it is but like you know it's it nobody everybody's walking out with a black eye and nobody's happy about the the end result is what i i can i get out of this what what about you travis
3: yeah i'll just say um the i i think first of all, I just want to say Platinum is not a huge corporation. They're like, Oh they're, yeah. They're a studio. That's like two games away from going out of business. If not good, <laughs> I'm right? thinking of Nintendo. As, yeah. They're, Nintendo, they're, sure, they're Nintendo the publisher sure. and all that. Um, yeah. But they're, they're publishing the game. Not, it, they don't own Platinum. So, uh, oh, yeah. the, but uh, so I, I would just say like studios should have the ability to tell actors that's too much money and actors should have the ability to say, you're not respecting my time. Uh, I want more. And I think that that's what happened here. I don't particularly like the practice of um, somebody going out there and claiming that, you know, they're owed the part or the, you know, it's the, you know, I, I'm, you can't do this without me. I'm, I'm, I am the, the game, you know, that, that yeah. sort of thing. I don't think is a great attitude to have. Um, I also don't think it's a great attitude to, uh, to lie as platinum appears to have done when they said that it was a scheduling conflict, which it clearly was not. Um, so I think there's, there's fault on both sides. I think the, the idea that you shouldn't, um, assume one side is correct and telling the truth right away is, is, uh, smart as we've learned now that we have, uh, uh, verified reports that, that the voice actress was in fact offered more money, um so yeah this sort of stuff i i hope i hope it works itself out games are really expensive to make they don't have robert downey jr money so it's not like they can pay voice actors a million dollars for five days of voice work that said voice actors work very hard they deserve to get paid fair and i'm glad that she had the uh the freedom to say no and refuse to do the part i think that's part of what you get when you're voice actors you don't have to say yes to the job it's not it's not sweatshop labor so in my opinion, this is sort of just like normal business stuff, right? One person yeah. makes an offer. The other person says, no, I'm good and leaves. And I think it became unnecessary drama because of the perception that uh, she was being taken advantage of or something. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. think you, you don't have a right to your job. You know what I mean? If the other <laughs> person doesn't think you're worth the money or you think you're worth more than they're willing to pay you, then you walk and you find somebody yeah. else was willing to hire you. So I, you know, I, I, I don't, I think this is kind of a, at least in my opinion, not a very interesting story or or really a reason for there to be a lot of drama it was more just the way it came out uh that people sort of freaked out but
0: and do you think Kyle like this is maybe one of the reasons why everybody freaked out is because this industry is overly secretive about what is typically something like super average because like like Travis you said it's like this is just a company going yeah that's a little bit too high of a rate and the other person going well you're not respecting my talent so I'm gonna I'm gonna go
1: yeah, I think it's a little bit of that uh, of it being a little, a little bit secretive. Also, like you know, we don't know all the ins and outs. Like we just play the games and talk about them and whatnot. Yeah. So, outsider kind of looking in. Um, my my whole thoughts on it, like, I, I don't want to talk about the drama stuff, but like, sure. Once again, another week where there's like targeted harassment at somebody else, like Jennifer Hale. Yeah, got like directed a lot of hate because she took over the role and it's so unneeded like she's a and scab unwanted.
2: she you know it's like it's crazy. <laughs> it's just
1: it, it, yeah it's just really really crazy and and i hate that, that that is what social media is these days it's just like let's attack these people for no reason pretty much
0: yeah i i i, I hate that as well um, and it really is just, you know, social media is such a mob mentality for things. You feel like you need to say something because everybody's saying something. And like, for me, it's like, you feel like there's an injustice. So your heart just goes, I'm going to speak out. And I know Kami mm-hmm. is a bit of a dick. So like, I, I feel comfortable with this position and it turns out it's kind of like, you know, uh, I've been saying this a lot recently, but it's like the worst person, you know, made a really great point. it seems like, yeah, Platinum Kamiya probably was telling was leaning more on more, uh, more truths than lies here, but still a uh, uh, very much a shade of gray. So for me, yeah, I don't like I don't like the the drama getting out of this is overshadowing the importance of voice actors, their work. As I hit the mic and, and being properly compensated, being properly compensated. Yeah, it also goes to to show Jennifer Hale a class act in her response but also she probably can pay more than that 20 grand and it's because of that social media presence people know jennifer hale i didn't know this this other actress it's kind of like when troy baker takes a role you know that's troy baker behind behind that mic right Mm -hmm. so for me it's it's also like that that shitty hollywood mentality of like you know tom holland got the role of nathan drake not because he looks like nathan drake or acts like nathan drake but because he's spider-man and his social media presence is goddamn insane that's why he has that just the reason why troy baker gets roles you know who he is and that voice behind it that his following you know that that's what's important to a lot of these folks i do wonder
3: if four thousand yeah. dollars per session is an industry standard though because i have no frame of reference but if you only have to do four or five sessions which equates to four or five days in a booth you know I, that sounds pretty good for me like 16 to 20k for a game and then you get to move yeah. on and, and do the next game like that's pretty good yeah. money if you're getting regular work uh, i
1: would also mention like when it comes to like uh when like mocapping is involved it's probably a little bit more probably right? yeah, yeah. I, I
3: don't know if she was doing mocapping but i yeah I I, th- I think like if, uh, if, you know, I, I had, I had to appear on a C- Collins last stand uh, episode because they mm-hmm. were, people online were upset about pay rates for um, writing news articles at IGN. Remember that sure. whole debacle that happened a couple of months oh, yeah. ago. And I had to go and explain to them that the job that they thought was underpaid was actually just, they didn't know what was involved in the job because it takes 15 minutes to post an article and getting paid. per article is actually, or was it? $60. I can't remember $20 per article, something like that. I was like, that's actually pretty good. Uh, as somebody who worked for $0 an article for other companies. So I think sometimes people make assumptions on what is good money based off of arbitrary numbers, but like, I don't know what a good pay is for a voice actor. I I honestly don't $4,000 a session might be amazing. I have no clue. So I just, yeah. And we take a
0: look at like, (laughs) Yeah, it also is like the frame of reference. It's like, well, I like, for, for example, for me, like I deal, my job is very physical, you know? So like, I literally have to rip people away from other people half of the time. So like my job, incredibly physical, I'm not getting paid $4,000 a day in a booth. I may look at that going, well, I literally have to wrestle people from people every day for much less, that person shouldn't complain. It's also that type of mentality that we see a lot of. It's like, I work in construction, I hit large blocks until they're small blocks, you shouldn't get to complain.
3: You're in a chain gang? Is that what yeah. it is? It a little bit. I it's
1: love good. how that's your knowledge of construction. Yeah, I, work, miles, I hit I hit blocks. blocks. <laughs> and yeah.
3: blocks. This guys, this guy thinks construction workers are on a chain. Do band. you stop working when yeah. you hear the
1: whistle? Is yeah. that is that Joe? Is that what happens?
3: Yeah, yeah You got the little punch out machine. And you yeah, get is a the, jelly is jelly the punch is the punch out machine like a pterodactyl's mouth or something? Yep. Like yep. Go, that's absolutely. a living. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And not then the you, mama. <laughs> you get in your car and you pedal with your feet to your home. We're good, man. We're a little turtle uh, cooks you linguini. And you go, oh, why bother?
3: You know, it was very on on uh, par with Flintstones until we got to the linguini, a a, a food that definitely never comes up in Flintstones. They're always eating like meat. So, oh boy, here
0: we go again. The linguini. What's next, rigatoni? Yeah, Joe knows of a
1: rare uh Flintstone Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, this
0: strange combo. <laughs> you put your stone coin in the jukebox. It plays. The screen goes black. Um. But yeah, th- th- it's it's just a whole lot of the industry's so secretive, and the reason why it's so secretive is, is half the time I feel like de- developers are scared. You're just gonna yell at them because that's usually the truth of the matter, and the other time is because PR will will kind of toss you to the flame and just go, all right, deal with it, like we saw with the, the Gotham Knight situation, right? Those people had T-minus two minutes to figure out a post to put on that Discord server of why this game couldn't run at 30 frames per second and for some reason it wasn't good enough. So th- that's the thing. Is just people like to be upset, so it's probably one of the many reasons why this industry is so secretive. And why? Well, I, I just hate the drama, you guys. let just hate yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Muffinmon writes in. Hey, guys. Plague Tale's number one fanboy here. Just wondering how you guys are surviving playing through. <laughs> Look, this is, comes up again.
1: Oh, I should have put that oh, in the earlier thing.
0: My uh, bad. 30 frames per second the internet has made it very clear that any game running under 60 frames per second is unplayable trash. but in all honesty after beating requiem it's firmly my game of the year 2022 as it stands do you think that this is the game that will finally elevate asobo in the industry because in my eyes this game can stand up right there next to a naughty dog title um that's actually a great question do you think that this is the game that elevates
3: Asobo, Travis? Um, not to Naughty Dog levels. Certainly no. not. Uh, I think you need more than two games with that. Uh, I, I kind of think the first one did that a little bit. The first one made me think of Asobo as like, oh, well, they're punching way above their weight. I yeah. think two will continue that story, but it doesn't do anything that makes me think like, oh, they're, you know, they're going to be a leader Uh, right now right now they're they're chasing an established type of game they're basically looking at naughty dogs game and going oh we could do that we could do something like that on a smaller budget and they're succeeding but i think if you want to be elevated as a studio you have to find evergreen territory you have to find something that's never been done before and i don't think you can do that by uh parroting existing Game genres and game developers like Naughty Dog, so mm-hmm. I, I think my answer is no. I, I really like them as a studio, but I don't I don't think they're they're going to be big league, yeah. uh, you know, AAA people. Just I yet. I
0: don't think that this is like their sophomore album, but it, it is something where, well, first let's give them benefit of the doubt. Flight Sim is fantastic, right? I believe the same studio. Yep. Um, Innocence is great. Requiem is fantastic. So they're getting up there it's it really is what's the next thing what is that next ip that you're going to play with um you're right they could be very much like a team ninja in the fact of like hey there's this this genre called souls we could do something similar but different enough and we'll find our own niche within a niche they could definitely be a team like that or they can they they can do something um different and creative and it may not hit commercially well but be critically well and i think of that of like you know i think of that with like alan wake or or control from remedy uh, like Hel- their Hel- games Hel-played are legitimately is good great i
3: knew a sacrifice is a really good example of that it's like exactly one where it was a totally different game and even though it didn't have the production values it was so unique that everybody was like we've never seen this before and now look at them now they're yeah. making yeah. what some are considering like the next gen game right like the unreal engine 5 debut title so um i i think that they need I hope that they keep pushing and they don't, they don't take their current successes as uh, they don't stop there. I don't, I don't want this to be their height. If they do that, I think they'll make it big. If not, then they'll probably just find success doing what they're doing now. But I, yeah.
0: Stephen Flesh writes in Howdy guys I've got a spicy question for y'all Ooh I'm working in the Yellowstone National Park What? Whoa Nice This week Cutting down and trimming trees Uh oh He's gonna start fracking now uh, Cutting down trimming trees Back for fire mitigation Okay we're back We're good It's good He even yeah. says it Don't worry We're hired <laughs> okay, <good. laughs> It's like yeah It's like I, I, I always think when they're doing like fire mitigation It's like you're raking leaves You know That's what I'm thinking like, oh, this could be a fire. All right. It's probably
1: part of it. Yeah. We're running
0: late. So that got me thinking. What type of game genre would you like to take place in a national park? Uh, and which park? Can't wait to hear your ideas while I'm working in a park. Ooh, nice. Is
3: this weird? I just like a parking set. <laughs> I've got a great idea. Go for it. All right. Uh, My game is based around the forefather of national parks, former president Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> my game Uh is called my game is called teddy roosevelt survive and (laughs) you play teddy roosevelt in america's national parks during his presidency uh and you it's a survival game where you are teddy roosevelt and you just get to like run hog wild and like razzle bears to the Uh ground and just be a badass Uh because teddy roosevelt was amazing Uh and i would play that game that's my suggestion to you sir Teddy Roosevelt I, survive,
1: and his ultimate weapon is just a big stick, right? Yeah. Yes,
3: he speaks yeah. softly and he carries
1: a big. Exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah. And like I his like, finisher is just like you get to pick a line that talks shit about Taft. That yeah. <laughs> 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 fuck didn't even get out of a tub like something. Like
3: that. You know what's funny about uh, Teddy Roosevelt? Sorry, I'm a bit of an American history buff. I've read. uh I've read a, a, a bi- biography for every U.S. president. I, um, I too, have read a book. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt would sometimes just, just. Piss off from being president and just disappear for months at a time and just go walk America in in national park areas. He really loved outdoors. And back then, the president was sort of just like a figurehead. He did some stuff, but he didn't have to work every day. And so he right. was just people would be like, "Where's the president?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I don't know. He's off. He's off camping somewhere." And he would just be gone for like three months during his presidency. Wow. So badass. Yeah. Such a badass. There yeah. you
0: go. I I, I want a soul game where you're Teddy Roosevelt <laughs> and you're <laughs> hunting down just you're hunting down the and and like the subtitle is like teddy roosevelt hunting the most dangerous game and it's people (laughs) he's a bounty hunter (laughs) he's going to these national parks he's 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 here to hunt the ultimate sport there you go (laughs) and again he's just talking shit about taft that's all he's doing. He's like, I'm gonna create my own party. It's gonna be great. It's bull moose, and you're fighting literally the whole quest of this game. You're trying to find that bull moose. People will say it doesn't exist. And you're like, no, I've seen it with my own eyes. You're here to prove it. There you go, Kyle. What's your game?
1: I don't know. I I just really would like like another Firewatch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> watch. Yeah, I just want something wholesome. You know, because
1: nice. all my other thoughts would be like. A bit problematic. I don't want a shooter in the national park. Why not? Like a first-person shooter. What, what are you gonna? What they're invading Yogi, an army in the park? Yogi the bear. Or, oh, you're gonna kill the animals that are protected. Uh, in the park? What
3: if you are an animal and you're killing humans? Oh yeah. well, th- th- you know what? That that changes the game. Yeah, that yeah, changes. I'm game. About. You're like man In that but case, let's a make
1: it an RPG. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call the game. Um. Uh, <laughs> take it back. <laughs> and, uh, wilderness Reclaimed oh well, right? I like it here we go I like and it. it's you mm. play an animal and you have to just like take back uh, areas that have been occupied by humans Ooh. by Ooh. murdering them all.
1: Uh, hey, or the right to bear arms this god is
3: damn it <laughs> <laughs> so stupid
2: <laughs> uh, oh Jesus oh, I blew a It's this jacked bear. bear on the cover art that's it <laughs>
0: jacked bear <laughs> And it's like super ripped. Yeah. <laughs> Yuna writes in, Hey guys, hope you guys are doing well. First, I want to say, uh, the curse of redheads being cute are still there. Oh, oh, oh geez. And, ha- and now you can add men in suits to that. Ooh, we Aaron way. I salute you. Okay. My question is this week, what are your favorite running gags/tropes in games? I was thinking on this as I am always playing JRPGs and what's what's the visual, uh, novels. visual novels? Visual novels, okay. That have their own gags and tropes to them. So I throw the ball over to you. What are your favorite gags and tropes in games? You know, I thank you for writing in. I want to say this. I I am now truly obsessed with um. Oh my God. What's it? What's it? Judy from Cyberpunk. I'm like. I feel like I'm Una. I have fallen in love with this <laughs> virtual character. I'm showing everybody their photo of my wallet, in that Judy. game. What's
3: that? I hope you play a woman in Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah. I have a female V. I'm progressive.
2: Yeah.
3: Nice. Yeah. Is that progressive? now That's the uh, bar. <laughs> uh... I don't know. It's whatever Twitter wants to say. Here okay. Yeah. It's All right. Female. I got a female V. I played and, a male uh, V and I was like, Judy's my type, and then she's like, nah, and I'm like, You're not my type. Bro. But but like Pan Am. Let's get real. Yeah. She's, also- she's too she's too cool for me. I'm a nerd. You think man. she's
0: I think she's too annoying. I'll be honest. She annoyed really? the crap out of me.
3: Well, yeah. maybe she annoyed the crap out of you because you're a nerd and you don't you don't get along with cool people.
0: That's probably it. Yeah. Mm.
3: I felt the same way. Like I'm like, you're cool, you buy a bike, but like yeah. I just want somebody who is good at computers, you know. That's and true. J- and Judy, don't want to talk to me unless you download a mod, which you can. <laughs> and that's a whole yeah. other...
0: Yeah. Kyle, what's a
3: gag slash trope in a game?
1: It, it's not like... I think it's just a like game mechanic that I always notice, and I, I think it's funny, but I'm used to it. It's like any game that has a stamina bar, like... it. The moment it gets depleted, the character waits like what two seconds and then they can sprint full speed again, <laughs> like
0: just... and then go for it. Yeah,
1: just a little, little weird to me. It always has been sure because that's not real life.
0: Honestly, at least you're... as a large and in charge person as I am, that's yeah. not real life. And, and and like, forget stamina bar, just think about your knee bar. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I got, I got a short jog and my knees are yeah. killing me. My thing is, like, when you're shooting guns in games, it's always the same reload like thing like you never it's never like jams you're like ah shit i gotta cock this back how does this thing like you know what i mean that that's that's a trip do yeah. always perfect yeah. active reloads that's wild your gun shoots shoot stronger because you're reloaded it faster <laughs> that shouldn't be a thing that exists but
3: it does what about you? What about you, Chad? Uh, I generally so I love. I'll, I have to preface this every time I say this because people don't seem to understand. I love JRPGs and visual novels. I play them a lot. I do not like tropes, and the, the tropes are one of the things that annoys me about both of those games. If I had to choose one that you know is less annoying to me than the others, I'd say uh, the power of friendship being the thing ah. that can destroy the evil. I yeah. I think that that is stupid but a very endearing uh trope and so if i had to choose one it's that
1: you're not you're not a fan of the um, amnesiac main character hate it <laughs> hate it and i so
3: i'm a i'm a tabletop game master too and every once in a while okay. especially new players they'll make a character and be like i have amnesia i don't remember my past and i'll be like you know what you're dead i don't even want to deal with you right now this is the laziest thing most unoriginal thing you edge lord. go away so yeah i don't yeah. like tropes Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and then, like, the heroes that don't speak, like, Link,
3: come on, man. Hate it. Come on. Yeah.
0: Just, all you got is, hit, hit! Like, you, got, you can't work another syllable how, the, how much
3: did that voice actor get paid? Oh.
0: Per session. Hopefully not more than a buck ninety-two. <laughs> like, some guy off the street, hey, can you make uh, guttural noises? Yeah. Yeah, high-pitched ones. Break a vase. Let's test this out.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah jinx 93 writes in just like you can't remember that i'm going through a run of shit at the moment oh my goodness and finding it hard to focus on much at all let alone gaming is there a game slash gaming memory that have helped you through a tough time Gaming memory gaming memory gaming memory, it's
3: memory, memory. a good question i mean yeah, I, i've got a great I always, one yeah go ahead uh, you should play monster prom uh okay It it is a dating sim. Uh, You can play it. I think it's now on PlayStation and Xbox if you're a console Mm -hmm. person, but I originally played it on Steam. It is a game where you are a monster and you date other monsters. And if you are having, I don't I I'm trying, maybe I'm reading into your story, but it sounds like you're going through women trouble or relationship Mm -hmm. trouble. And if that's Mm -hmm. true, there's nothing better than giving into a 2d characters, loving arms, and finding comfort there. And so that would be my suggestion. Yeah. Monster Chrome's great. great. Yeah, Monster yeah. Chrome's awesome. I think it's like Monster Camp and soon Monster Road Trip, which is coming out, I think Ooh. this month. So, Okay. Nice. We really hit something here. Yeah. I, I like, think I like dating for... stems, bro. I hate to say the they good. the They're good games. Uh, <laughs> have you
0: played any? Have you played any? I played the one where you <laughs> your sword.
3: <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Boyfriend, <laughs> that'll never get Damn. old to me the, the bleeping
3: yeah. can i get that can i just add that <laughs> yeah. to my tech stack here what, what get, is it is it... gonna go xlr mini oh okay so that's yeah. just uh that's what
0: i thought you were doing yeah, yeah. I, I can, pretty I much patreon.com slash you, you get all these type of doodads and knickknacks yeah cool um let's see like i think of like when i was a kid like like Playing Halo 1 with like my brother and my best friend Ruben at the time, like playing Call of Duty on PS2 and like everybody's screen looking, but then claiming they're not. Handing your friend the Mad Cat's uh, N64 controller, them looking at you, you looking at them, knowing full well they got, <laughs> they got the short end of the stick on that deal. Um, those are the memories that I look back fondly of. When people are like, game is a waste of time. <laughs> you, you could have climbed a mountain. It's like, no, shut up. You, you know, <laughs> these memories are just as great as me climbing Mount Everest. You dumb, dumb idiot. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the, of the times that I've had. And even just like recently, my brother playing through the last of us and just hearing him talk about it, the first time he's ever played a Travis and just like gushing over it now understanding and us sharing that 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 common bond like it's it's those type of things it's it's also the reason why i love star wars so much it's like every wednesday i get to carve out an hour at a time with my brother we watch it we bond over it uh every time that there's a new marvel movie i'm bringing my my best friend amy we're watching it and we're loving it you know so like that's that's the type of memory that i have with games and just entertainment as well it's, it's when you're sharing that love with another person who sure there
3: you
1: go. yeah i mean I, I it's not the most happiest of games but the walking dead season one is, is always one that helped me out uh um, some reason
3: i thought you were just gonna be like you know the suffering you know something yeah, like that it's exactly. like playing like a super hardcore yeah game yeah
1: no, no 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 uh but like you know more recently i mean we've all gone through it 2020 was super super tough so i think of like final fantasy 7 remake i think it goes to tsushima yeah. Like really help me escape when we needed to escape at the at every waking second when yeah. we were stuck at home. So I I, I, I love those times with those games. Yeah.
0: That's, a, that's a great question by the way, Jinx. Yeah. I love you. I hope you're doing well. Yes. Uh v- Vadi tatted reds in. Yeah. I get to do the voice. I've been vindicated. I've been vindicated to Star Review.
1: Get All in- right, dashboard confessional.
0: I don't understand that reference. Oh, wow. The old man. Devante here. Listening. uh, Listen, I've been hearing great things from Sony about your Sony Pony Express. Oh, my God. They're listening. Mr. Jim Ryan himself. Keep trucking and keep up the great work. This week, I don't have a question. More of a statement for the Sony Pony Express. I know you've both been going through some work stress. Absolutely, I have. Anxiety. Absolutely, I have. Etc. I just want to say that's okay. As a 30 year old male who suffers from panic, uh, sorry, from panic disorder, anxiety, and depression, I completely understand. Life can bog you down, it can suck, but we. Uh, pick ourselves back up and keep trucking the community that you two have created along with the amazing show helps take my mind off the craziness of life. And I am here for the crazy voices. Yeah. The banter, the jokes of it all. The show feels absolutely authentic, real and from the heart. I'll finish out by saying this. To anyone out there who is, suffers from anxiety, depression, it's completely okay. We're all in this together. And I love y'all. Happy gaming and shiny side up. Love you too, okay, That was great. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you. Yeah, and you know what? Shout out to this community because there's so many amazing people that I could go to. You know, so like I, I go to Jose when when I have some stress and I go, hey, listen, you can't charge me for this. <laughs> I say this, I, I, say, I say it in, in, in good faith. I go, I know you're a therapist, but this one's on the house, and they're like, "That's not how this works." I'm like, "On the house." Here's my dilemma, so, so thank you. You know, you, you guys are the reason why I keep making this show. You know, we, we talked about some of the some of that that stresses, and honestly, the thing that makes me so much happier is when I see. Again, like the five-star reviews, they, they, they really help my mental state because sometimes you f- sound like you're talking into a void. Or like when I'm getting really nice tweets and DMs when I second-guess myself. That's amazing. Uh, just seeing all the love and support that you guys have had towards the both of us when we're each going through our individual things. Um, it's just amazing. It's why we, we, we truly have made the best community on the internet. Um, y'all are just utterly fantastic, and I, and I, I love y'all very much. Except for Luke Lore he sucks. And <clears throat> Shaw Capri, oh my god, what are those picks, man? Fancy League, Jesus. Oh my god. Kyle, what what, what nice thing would you like to say?
1: I, I mean, I just love everybody a, a whole lot, and I appreciate you all very much, and I can't wait to... Uh... You know, meet some of you in real life for extra life in a few weeks, and uh, yeah. it's gonna be a good time.
0: Yeah, man. Gosh dang, was it November fifth? We're gonna be raising a whole lot of money. Our our was it last year? We hit twenty eight thousand. We need to hit thirty eight thousand dollars. Let's let's go. Let's go Ooh. make you know kids' lives like Miles a whole lot better. So yeah. Yeah. That said, though, that's been all the questions this week on Sony Pony Express. That's been the trophy room. Uh, Travis, I want to thank you so much. Uh, for jumping on sharing your thoughts um I, I i said this earlier when i was too tired from work and like the gray matter was not active you are literally one of my favorite voices in gaming Thank there's you. there your perspective is unlike anyone's out there you know i often hear like it's always like this cliche with a lot of like podcasting or personalities it's like you always have to have, like, this one hot take that's really weird. It's like, I like this really weird game no one else likes. Or, like, I'm going to have this one take that's just obscure, and that's going to define my personality. You, sir, come through things with a perspective that I, I never knew that I wanted so bad, if that makes any sense. Like, when you talk, I'm just... I'm just intrigued by that perspective of how you reach to that conclusion. And it's not in a tryhardy way, but it's in this, this, this truly authentic and, and different, I guess different direction that I think a lot of us fail to reach that we want to reach so badly. So I guess that those were sentences
3: that came together. I don't know if it worked, but. Well, thank you. I I mean, I take that as a compliment. Fantastic to listen to i um i appreciate that i mean i just i think it my opinions are are come from the fact that i don't care what other people think about me and i think everyone should do that they should just be their honest self um and not worry about how they're perceived or join a mob or uh feel pressured by somebody else that's what being a nerd is about to me it's about everybody just like unabashedly loving the things that they're passionate about, even when the consequences from society uh, would be bad. That's that's what the identity of nerddom is. And so if you feel a certain way or you like a certain thing, be passionate about it. Don't hit on others for being passionate about the things that they're passionate about. And if you do that, people will see the real you. And the real mm-hmm. you is probably interesting. And that's that would be my message to people is just be... Be yourself and uh and you know, don't don't care, don't sweat too much if people bristle at who you are. And they often do, because I'm a weird guy, but that's okay. I think. I
0: mean yeah, I bristle a lot. Yeah, when I yeah. said all those nice things, I meant the complete opposite. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't be Where, can people, <laughs> where um, can people find you, my man?
3: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at tag travis. You can read all of my stuff on IGN.com uh and um yeah i'm on i'm on the season gaming show bitcast on sundays the last word on thursdays and uh yeah you can you can see me around
0: ooh kyle is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we head on out of here
1: uh myself mr K, stuff on twitter psn all the jazz uh if you want to go check out all the latest and greatest i'm stealing from this show that tagline for an in indie games uh go check out 61indie.com that's s-i-x-o-n-e-i-n-d-i-e uh podcast services wherever you listen to them this weekend on twitch.tv slash indie, we are doing our 24-hour extra live stream so come hang out uh donate if you can share it around and uh let's do some good
0: Ooh-wee. and you can find me over at Mr. Babbitt. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can rate us five stars and get a chance to win a digital collector's edition of God of War Ragnarok on PlayStation 5. And or you could donate double your chances up the ante ten bucks or up over at Extra Life link down below. And you get a chance to win the God of War Collectors Edition with Thor's Hammer. And I'm gonna do the sound effect again. Oh what what and that's me catching it uh, again. Someone left the sprinkler on again. It's weird. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's great. Uh, link down below to all those things. Again, five stars on Spotify. Tweet at us so we know it's you. And if you're a patron, if you are a previous reviewer, you are entered free of charge. Look at that. Look at how that is. All right. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Bye. Love you.